This week's show is brought to you by Miracle Made. Alright, now you guys, Brad and Alex, you know I like a lot of things, but I'm going to reveal a little bit about myself here. I really like sleeping. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm like, it's, oh, yeah. A, it's in my top three. Of it's a great I thing enjoy. to do. Wait, hang on. Eating, sleeping, and? Sleeping. Again. Okay. It's, All right. it's it's mostly sleeping, then eating, then sleeping Got again. Got it, yes. Got sleep, it. get up, eat, then you get back to sleep. <laughs> yeah. If I could eat while I'm sleeping, I would probably do that, too. Sleep, eat, sleep, repeat. Got it. Yes. And luckily for me, Miracle Made has sheets just for me. Because did you know that traditional bed sheets can harbor more bacteria than a toilet seat? And I'll tell you what I don't like, sleeping on a damn toilet seat. I would rather sleep in some nice sheets. I don't know, man. Have you tried it? Unfortunately, yes. And it's not my style. I won't ask you to elaborate. (laughs) Inspired by those punks at NASA, Miracle Made uses silver-infused fabrics and makes temperature-regulating bedding so you can sleep at the perfect temperature all night long. It has self-cooling properties. The sheets that are infused with this silver prevent up to 99.7% of bacterial growth, leaving them to stay cleaner and fresh three times longer than other sheets, and no more gross odors. Only the best odors in my sheets. You can go to trymiracle.com slash nextlander to try Miracle Made Sheets today. And whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a loved one, if you order today, you can save over 40%. And if you use our promo nextlander at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to miracle.com slash nextlander and use the code nextlander to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash nextlander to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to this episode number three. No, it's it's a... For three? It sounds it sounds too low. <laughs> zero zero three of this here next lander podcast. Brad Shoemaker, how are you? It says zero zero three right here in this audio project. It must be right. Although I mean if you really want to if you really want to tally up a lifetime of podcasting, let's say we're probably in the mid seven hundreds. <laughs> episode three thousand, let's just call it. Uh this here episode going up live not live, we're going up recorded. On uh, on June twenty fourth, to the masses. But Brad, Alex may be away rafting down a river or whatever yes. he d- is doing currently. Adrift. Still in Utah, we assume. Assume everything's fine. Haven't heard from Alex in in, in about a week ish. I mean, but uh, you know, if, let's if, assume if, he's if, fine. If he had drifted across state lines, who would stop him? You know, the the drift police. But uh, we are joined by Mary Kish. Hi, thanks for having me. Thank I'd rather be on a river. On. <laughs> would, would you though? Would you really? Um, I think in most aspects of life, floating down a river is paramount. 
Mm. We, I have we, often we in my life felt like I am floating down a river with no like no <laughs> paddles or no <laughs> no way to stop. So yeah, yeah, I, yes. I'm yeah, I get it. You know, like this thing's only about two and a half weeks old. We haven't quite developed our podcasting on river technology yet. I but we're think you've done quite well. It's been really there. amazing what you've <laughs> been able to do so quickly, and, um, and so shock, it's kind of exciting mounted. to watch you guys to thank watch you, you guys grow you. and and just go go go. It has been. A lot. It's been explosive. It has been an explosive river of fun, is what I would, <laughs> what I would say. What yes. I'm learning from this uh-huh. is that when I think of going down a river, I think of the yes. ultimate relaxation and a six-pack, and Vinny thinks that yeah. it's very close to death, and he's completely mm-hmm. out of control, and something's going to get him at any moment. That's pretty much my my like go to on life. Uh, like walking walking down a street is like, wow, this is a relaxing walk in the woods, and it's like. Have you seen what nature can do? do you, nature a doesn't bear. give a cr- nature doesn't. Oh, that doesn't have to be a bear. There, there's a dangling tree limb that nobody has spotted. A widowmaker just w- right above you. Nature doesn't care. Nature's chaos. Nature, nature's not gonna like think like, oh, this person's out here to relax. Nature's just like, I gotta send you back to the earth. That's what we have to do. Anyway, you're listening to the Next Lander podcast. Mary, thanks so much, Mary. If you don't know, Mary. Uh, Mary, uh, started Twitch, uh, a bunch of years ago, uh, founded it. It was pretty amazing. Uh, I, I'd like to congratulate you, you on that. Thank you. Me and my boy, yeah. Justin, really, That's really right. bringing it home. <laughs> yeah. Yes, um, the, the lesser, lesser known version, Mary.tv. That's right. That's right. Um, it was also out there. You were also out there with a backpack. That's right. I was uh, really doing it. Uh, it's our 10 year anniversary. Papa Bezos gave me no credit as usual, but mm, I'm really yeah, proud was- of where we've come. He's like that. He's going to name a rocket booster after you. Don't worry. It'll, uh, <laughs> That's it'll... <laughs> the least he could do. <laughs> uh, Mary also on the Fire Escape podcast with uh, Dan Reichert and Mike Mahardy. How is that going? I love it. It's a joy. It's something we've talked about for years and just maybe due to how busy we were in the industry, never really got around to it. And we decided to pull the trigger this year. And it's been it's been really fun. We all work mm, parallel to the industry. Myself at Twitch, I'm very games adjacent or working in games in some capacity, but not in the way that allows me to just straight up talk about games for an hour. This satisfies that. Plus, I get to hang out with my friendos. For an hour, you say? I yean, yeah, that's a bit uh, misleading. Yeah. An hour and change. <laughs> Ish, an hour, an hour ish, let's say. Uh, well, thank you very much for taking some time to join us here, Mary. It's always good to talk to you. And uh, uh, we have been uh, in contact as as we here at Next Lander have been trying to navigate the rivers and winding paths of Twitch itself. Uh, it's uh, it's quite a thing, Twitch. It's, it's been terrifying. I would say. <laughs> I mean like streaming on our own website for as long as we did. Like it's very easy. Mm-hmm. It's very easy to forget that the rest of the world exists when you're in a bubble like that. You know what I mean? Like the feeling I always had was like, okay, if we could, if, 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 if we have convinced people to type a website address into a browser and come directly there to watch us, then they probably really want to be there. Mm. But when you go on Twitch, like I, I feel a sense of straight up vertigo sometimes <laughs> looking at the front page of that site and just how many people there are out there doing the same thing at the same time and it's it a- feels like it feels like being let's just kind of stick with the aquatic metaphors <laughs> it really just feels like being <laughs> thrown straight into the ocean without a life preserver and there are about a, bil- a billion other people around you also treading water at the same time it's really a lot to take in 
Yeah, it's a wild west out there. It's a it's a massive ocean of talent and people who are so dedicated and interested in in making stuff that people want to watch and listen to and enjoy. But you and I said this when y'all started, which is you guys are such pioneers of this industry that in many ways Twitch honors you when we do what we do because you started this concept of directly repaying a creator for making something you enjoy directly as opposed to getting it from ads or something like that. People can just say, I like what you did. So I'd like to give you some things that you can continue to do it for a living and successfully. That's a model that didn't exist not not long ago. This is very, very early. And in fact, for Twitch's tenure, we're talking about that. Like, uh, when did we create subs they haven't existed since the dawn mm. of time they're like six years old six years old it's wild to think that before then you just had to donate to someone we've created these products specifically so that if a viewer watches someone they can say cool i like this i want to give you something so that you can so you can continue to make this i want to thank you for doing it and that that really originates with with what you guys have been doing for a long time I think that's too generous and too kind, but I'll take the compliment. <laughs> Thank very you very flattering. much. Someone, uh, someone gave me a piece of advice long ago, and and it was just shut up and take the compliment. So I'll take the compliment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank you very much. I do not think we will get the other rocket booster named after us, but uh, but uh, no, that's you fine. Won't. No, that's that's just not going to happen. That's fine. I'll listen. Maybe a planet or a star that we just got. That's you know. Let's say that. Yeah. One. Lower those expectations. Uh, <laughs> Uh, shoot for literally shoot for the stars and and the moon. Yes. Uh, but so okay, I have some I have some Twitch questions. Hopefully, you can answer. These are just some rapid fire ones. Ready? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's do it. Okay, here we go. Rating etiquette. Do you have to ask somebody before you rate them? Should you? You shouldn't. You shouldn't have to. It's typically it is meant to be a positive thing. It is supposed to be a positive thing. If you raid someone, okay. everyone's stoked to typically get your crew. You've just you've just increased their viewership by a lot. You've given them the ability to meet so many new people and it's networking. Twitch is a huge okay. network. Um, you might've seen this, but not only can you do that, you can have recommended channels. So permanently on your channel, if you guys aren't live, it will take one of your recommended channels and it will have you automatically host to them. So if I go to like oh. Nextlander and um, Brad, like you're streaming on your personal channel, you would just appear on there. And then people can be yeah. like, oh cool, Brad streams on his own channel. Or it could be Abby. Um, whom I love. And so like I have Abby on my recommended when I'm not live, Abby can sometimes appear on my channel. And so it lets people know, oh, Mary likes this creator. Maybe I like them too. And they'll just follow other people. It's just a huge networking tool. Yes. Okay. Raid, raid often. Raid raid with honor. And and tell people before raid you raid. Honor. Yeah. That's what I <laughs> what I say is um I'm raiding this person. If you're not nice to them, I will find out and I will find you and I will hunt you down. So <laughs> I like, I like people it. to be kind when they raid this, and to kind of just will, have a good time. This is, this is all good to know. Yeah, I will I say like Mary it. will find you and Mary will hunt you down. That's Tell them that probably, I will yeah. find them. <laughs> this probably tells you a lot about where my head is at that when we started doing this, I was like, like, is it is it okay to, are we inflicting this large group of people on another channel? Like, is this rude? And it's like, you know, if they're, if they're streaming on Twitch, they probably want people to watch them. Yeah. And so adding more people watching them is probably not a bad thing. It's an honor okay. to be rated by someone that you like. And um, it, the most important thing is that 
your community is kind and you have a wonderful community. So they'll probably be really stoked to jump in. Um, I raid uh, Not That Will Smith a lot. I think almost, Mm -hmm. I would say 90% of the time. He's just very funny and he's always streaming the same game. It's consistent. I know he's like in the middle of some PUBG. I just know what's going to happen. So he's an easy raid. I think Will Smith and his pals are single-handedly keeping PUBG afloat at this point. That's right. Not dead game. Thanks. Thank you, Will Smith. That game apparently has sold like 70 million copies. (laughs) I think they're doing doing fine. I think it's probably doing just fine. All right. My uh, maybe uh, uh, not to turn this into like a Twitch commercial here, uh, but um, uh, the hey man, uh, this is a crash course. I, this is like yeah for my edification. This is, uh, this is squad streaming. Yes, Squ- squad streaming. So you're in, you and I are going to stream. We squad up, and yeah. then uh, I was talking about this in our Discord, or somebody had mentioned. It, I'm like, I gotta look into this more. Now it's it 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 kind of merges our audio together as we you can switch between the channels. Is that is that what's happening? Yeah, so think of it as an embed. And so it embeds all of our players into one page. What we were finding was people, let's say you all individually on your individual channels were streaming Destiny. And I want to watch all of you at the same time. I want to see Brad's POV. I want to see Vinny's POV. I was actually just opening up three Twitch browsers and watching them. So to mitigate that, we embed all the players into one page. And then the player that is in the largest window, there's like one primary and then like smaller ones. The primary one has audio. So it doesn't merge uh, all your audio, which would be a huge okay. mess, right? You would yes. hear everybody. I was wondering how it would happen. Yes. Okay. You pick the person you want to listen to. And so you can just click between uh, them simultaneously and find out which so one you want to listen to. That, that's something you can set up. It's not on the streamer side to say, hey, I'm going to stream squad with these two people it's like the user can just say i want to combine these three or something like that. um the user can't do it you have to choose to do a squad streaming and it's only available to partner channels i think at this time don't quote me on that i should probably (laughs) preface by saying i am not mr twitch and i don't know everything about the site i know a lot because i i do get an eye into our products all the time and i'm constantly helping release them but I don't know every nuance to every detail of everything. So sometimes I'm wrong. I feel pretty confident that you guys, partnered channels 100% can squad stream together and you you decide it in the back end. You basically, okay. you'll see it in your settings, but it'll be like, I want a squad stream with these channels and we'll make a URL so that you can share it with people and be like, we're squad streaming. Here's the thing if you want to look at all of us. Um, and that's essentially how it functions. Great. Now I now I know and now I know that also next time I will I'll I'll just talk to Jonathan Twitcherford and uh, yeah. Mr. Twitch as, yes, as officially you official yeah. Twitch spokesman. You guys get um, access as partners to like um, a specific email, so you can ask questions if you have them. But you can also like hit me up. People ping me every once in a while for it. Oh my God, Greg Miller tweeted at me today to ask if he I could have that. his nipples in a stream. I saw that. Good God. I saw that for fun. That sounds like 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 an hour ago. I was like, oh, Mary's having an interesting morning. Oh, I'm so excited to answer this nipple question live. Yeah, Yeah, you were right there with the company line, too, I have to say. I I think it's important to convey that I didn't write them, but I can tell you what somebody else wrote, but I'm not not going down that rabbit hole. Is it just pasties or bust at that point? It's just, uh, uh, here you go, Greg. Here's a link. Here's an affiliate link, and you can uh, pick these up from a... From uh, what I like to call us, just our sister site, Amazon. Amazon pasties as you, as you need. <laughs> Little Twitch tassels uh, yes. are very popular <laughs> and very in uh-huh. right now. Uh, yeah, oh, I think boy. 
I just typically send people our TOS and be like, you can read it. You, I know you can figure this out. <laughs> yeah, I have faith. You can do this. You've got I don't want to interpret our rules and I don't know, be the person that people get pinged for that type of stuff. But I'm around and I'm happy to help people because I want people to be successful on Twitch and I want people to have fun on it. That's what I liked doing on it. I got started on it because I just thought it was a fun way to play like retro games and stupid games that um, indie games that I thought were fun on my free time. And that's what I did. Mm. It, it is, it is intimidating. There is so much talent out there. Like, I, I don't know if there's a category for it specifically. I guess there must be for like musical performers. I yeah. We have a music category now. Yeah. Um, like, so I've, I've ended up bouncing yeah, on, through all these channels of like, like amazing guitarists and vocalists who are just performing live and, you know, and it's like, uh, what have we gotten ourselves into? <laughs> this is a lot to compete with. I don't think channels? you're competing with musicians. No, probably <laughs> it seems not. Unlikely. Maybe not. The, Thanks, not, not Mary. The, Thanks. The, the, <laughs> have I ever told you guys home. about the concept of Blue Ocean? It's very likely that you're not eating anybody else. And this uh, isn't like a thing where a big fish is eating a little fish and stealing sure. your viewers. But there's a not crap the, ton of viewers that come to Twitch for a very specific thing. And they find mm -hmm. it and they enjoy it. And sometimes they have a sub thing that they also like on the side. But it's like, chances are people who come to con like to see you guys they're not going to be pulled away from musicians or other kind of content. They're there for entertainers, you know, interesting people, and they'll they'll stick with you. That's that's what I've found. Okay, well, that's very encouraging. But I'll put my guitar in my shut up and take the compliment, <laughs> have, Vinny. I think we're gonna. Oh uh, yeah, shut, that's gonna, right. <laughs> might have to, should, we have to put this busking idea we've been kicking around on the back burner for now. Um, <laughs> so, so Mary, uh, you uh, you were just traveling recently, yeah. How was that? How was traveling? Traveling is stressful. I remember just like the other day tweeting, oh man, I miss traveling. And two mm. hours later tweeting, this shit sucks. I forgot. <laughs> traveling sucks. Flying hang, hang on. sucks. So, to back up a little bit, I saw you tweeting about this over the weekend. I think you kind of hopped on a surprise red eye for Father's Day. Is that what I, I saw? Did um, so, I haven't seen my dad in two years because of COVID? He lives in Cincinnati, Ohio, and I just wasn't really able to make the trip. So I thought for Father's Day, I read online the best way, like the best gift you can give your dad is just to spend the day with him. And so I thought, screw it, I'll get a red eye and I'll surprise him, and I won't tell him. And I did. Um, and so I got I got a red eye on Friday night, and both of my flights were delayed. I did get there. Everything's fine. Uh, but it is a very exhausting process. I can tell you right now, flying hasn't gotten easier. It's gotten worse because the mm. workers probably aren't treated very well and they were off work for a really long time. They're understaffed. Everyone's stressed out. It's a miserable experience from beginning to end. And I hate it, but I did get there. <laughs> did the decision to do that happen in that two hour window between I miss traveling and I hate traveling? <laughs> I think I bought the tickets a week in advance just okay. because, but... Uh, I did think, man, traveling, it's so much fun, isn't it? And then like, as I was at the airport, I heard just people are terrible. You guys know this. You travel all the time. You know, when you're in a busy airport and the person in front of you just stops walking, they just stop. They yeah. just stop walking. They've just decided I'm no longer going it. to walk forward. Yeah. And I, I, I refuse I, to participate in the system. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going, I'm, I'm going to fight everything. And they just stand there. And so you have to like. You're constantly maneuvering around yeah. crazy people. You're dealing with uh, stoppers and um, people who are just like not paying attention at all. There's 
crying babies. That's my term for adult men who don't want to wear their mask. It's just like <laughs> wild. Wait, is that happening? Is that still happening? Really? Of course, of course. Oh, so federal law currently states you have to wear your mask at all times. You can't take it off. It, like once you're in the airport, it's on. But you're allowed to eat and drink. So you just see people who are like really slowly eating peanuts so that they don't have to wear it. It's just like really oh, wow. shitty. Oh, wow. I'm stretching the definition of eating. I found yeah. the loophole, folks. Yeah. <laughs> I found it. Yeah, it's called food. Uh, um, what's the what is the what's the like passenger density like on planes at this point? Is it like they one max them per out? Row? Oh, are we, are you every serious? flight I was on was a hundred percent maxed out. They what? are Wait, so no, full. No empty seats. No None. like. Uh, oh wow! Even middle seats then, huh? It's all... They would cram people into the overhead compartment if they could. <laughs> mm. Oh wow! Okay, okay, interesting to know. And then. On the flight, are people wearing masks or are people taking them off? Everyone has to wear a mask the entire time. The only time you're allowed to get away with it is if you're eating or drinking. So there's a couple okay. loopholes that I've seen people, yeah. in my opinion, abuse a little bit. Exploding. But uh-huh. the staff is pretty on. And I, I think what I just get annoyed with is how often I have to hear the poor staff say to someone, you got to put that back on. And it's just like, just <laughs> leave them alone. Like those poor staffers right. just constantly yelling at people who are trying to get away with it. And it's, it's just a mess. An 800 pound bag of peanuts. It's just like, I got more, I got more peanuts. I, what are you going to do? I got more peanuts. Bring the contract out. We're going to look through this. It says if I'm eating, I don't have to wear this. It's uh, like halfway just, in his mouth and he's napping. <laughs> just right. Just you know, like a little machine, like one of those birds just putting peanuts in their mouth. Uh, <laughs> That's wild though. I, I um I don't miss somebody asked me recently if I miss my commute and uh I I was very quick to say no. I don't no. miss it because I, I, I don't miss that commute. Uh but I do miss being in an office and I I do miss um I found that and the person I was talking to was my sister in law I was talking to made the good point of like, you know, when you're in an office, you're just you know Exposed is probably the right word during the the COVID stuff, but you are exposed to just different people you don't see. And like when you're in your town or in your building or in your apartment, you know, there's kind of a flattening of, of the dynamics, right? Like everybody in that town probably pays the same taxes. So they're of the same kind of socioeconomic level. Right. And like, that's what I miss. I just miss seeing a diversity of people in an office building or around where everybody in your apartment building probably has to say pay similar rent or around there. So, you know, you don't get the different uh, uh, walks of life that you get. Uh, and I kind of miss that. You know, there's it's kind of a great flattening. Like in my town, it's it's kind of um, I, I get to meet a lot of parents because of the kids and people come from different backgrounds and stuff. But once you're in the town. Everybody's got to pay that high tax bill, and you know it's it's kind of all the same same strata there. So, I I do miss that, and I'm online. I'm not that social. Like I don't I don't engage that way online. So I don't know. Would I take the commute for it though? No. <laughs> <Would not. laughs> all all no. that nice stuff to say. I wouldn't yeah. commute for a million dollars. Nah, that New Jersey Transit. Nah. Nah, they can figure out a better way. That's a that's an hour and a, that bus ride could be anywhere from forty five minutes to an hour and a half. Nah, that's uh that's not 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 happening. But I would I wouldn't mind going back to an office if if it uh uh Brad we should get an office. We'll get somewhere. Since Brad, do you miss the super office? Nice. What is what is okay? What is the exact equidistant point between here and New Jersey? We got to figure oh, that yeah. out, and then we will both commute halfway across the country. Like, Ohio is probably close, right? Like Ohio is oh, probably think, somewhere I, in I, there. I think you've got a distinct advantage if we went Ohio. <laughs> you could uh, meet uh, at my dad's house. He would thinking, host you. Okay. Great. 
I've heard a lot of good things about the uh, Cincinnati, the chili. I've heard a lot of great things. <laughs> the skyline. Uh huh. That's exactly right. <laughs> the vomits. <laughs> Somewhere around like a Kansas, maybe that's probably about Kansas. Halfway, you think? Right? All right, yeah. uh, Mary, Mary. How long was your flight? If well, it, if it were, it, yeah, if, if it, it were was a, direct, a normal flight, yeah. It, well, so I have to stop somewhere because I couldn't get direct. If you can get okay. direct, I think it's about a six-hour flight, but it's wow. about. I I flew to uh, Texas, Dallas, okay, and then I had to go to Ohio, so I did a little bit of a V situation there, and I think that ended okay. up taking eight hours. Whoa. Okay. That's okay. That's, that's long, but you have to go a little, okay. You're, you know, cause you're up there in the Northwest. Brad is a little low South. So maybe it'd be a little, little fat. I was thinking maybe five, five and five. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Something like that. Five and five. Yeah. I mean, Ohio's big. There, it's true. If you, it you is touch big. the kind of western side of Ohio, and I touch the eastern side of Ohio, then okay, it, it, maybe, maybe we're there. I don't know. That's fair. We'll find it. We'll find it. Um, uh, I, I think we're, we're all going to have to get used to this flying stuff again, though. I don't know if you saw, like, PAX yesterday confirmed. Can you believe it? Real ass PAX is happening, I guess. Since real Seattle ass PAX. September. Yes. Real, yes. Real ass PAX West, as they call it. Uh, yeah. So so what is, I mean, that's soon. It's PAX. It's PAX. That's, yeah. Yeah, what is PAX? September. Uh, da, 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 it, it was September. early September, wasn't it? Third, third through sixth. So this is Labor Day weekend, like it usually is. I mean, they, I think they've been saying provisionally for the last couple months they were going to try to do it in person and see if it worked out. But I think here we are. They're just doing it because all of society seems to be just crashing toward normalcy mm. all of a sudden as of the last couple of weeks. He's going yeah. to PAX. I don't think I'm ready yet. <laughs> yeah. That's I don't think I'm reaction. ready yet. I don't I, think I want to be ready. I, it's me too. I want the world to be ready. I want <laughs> I want everyone to be ready. But I, I don't think I'm ready mm. there. I I I got sick at PAX, PAX all the time. <laughs> I've, I've said it. I've said it many times. The worst flu of my entire life was directly after a PAX East. Uh, like I'm, I'm I'm scanning this. This wasn't uh, one of our big news things, but I'm just kind of scanning some articles to see if they are doing limited capacity for uh the venue if they're going to try and just limit the or they're just going to pack it in because my heart to to limit the capacity that's what a lot of places are doing right now like Mm -hmm. bars they're just doing half capacity restaurants are doing that that makes me feel a lot better um some of them are mandating masks the entire time all that stuff would ease my ease my thoughts about it yeah because they I mean, they could, but it, it would be, it seems unlikely that they would pack it full like it was in the past, like shoulder mm. to shoulder. And it, that's, yeah, that's, that's just a lot of people. I don't know. I, I think just even if, even if, even if all things, every 100% vaccination, I don't know if I'm ready to be around that many people yet. I got to ease back in. I got to work my way back in the, hey, oof, I haven't been around that. I've got a little anxiety here about how yeah, many people are in this room. Virus aside, you have to socially get back up to where you were before. Yes. And I will tell you, I went to um, a small gathering of friends who are all vaccinated, um, and I was exhausted after one hour having conversations with people, and I needed to take a break. I, I have lost you, my ability to social. How do you do that gracefully? Do you just kind of quietly slip out the back? You yell it with open eyes. <laughs> I need a moment. <laughs> uh huh. Fair. It's fair. 
and then you back and away while looking at them deadpan, and they'll typically very, leave you alone. That's, that's very authoritative. I can see why people might get out of the way. <laughs> you got to be stern with your surroundings and what that's you right. need, Brad. Don't be hey, afraid to tell me what you need. It's good to establish boundaries. You're not that's right. right. I, was, I was thinking maybe just collapse to the floor, fetal position. And just kind of <laughs> that, that also works. It might get an ambulance yeah. called, though. You got to be careful. I mean, hospital's even the worse place to end up. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> you're feeling maybe. anxious about being around people. You don't want to end up there. So fake. I'll just fake explosive diarrhea, and then I'll just I'll be like, I've got to go to the bathroom. My, I am. I. You would not believe what is happening right now in my pants. <laughs> you don't want to be around me. And then just that's the that's my preference. What a party! <laughs> I, before very well thought out exit strategies. COVID, I have sat in the bathroom just to just to be alone because you get a little space and you can just sit there and you can just look at a wall and nobody will yeah. talk to you in there. Hopefully, hopefully <laughs> that's that's the hope. Um, it's one of the great things about having a pet or children is uh, you kind of do get a, a ripcord from social situations. Sometimes it's just like, uh, hey, what time is it? Oh, it's 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 whatever oh. time that person says. You go, oh crud. Okay, I've got. <laughs> what time is it? It's a uh, one fifteen. Oh, oh boy. Okay, sitter. yeah. Gotta oh. go. Gotta walk the dog. <laughs> oh, I got it. It's you just add you add whatever the time it takes for you to get back home to the time they just said and be like, I've got to get back by your time plus twenty uh, to uh, <laughs> let the dog out or take care of the kids. Sorry, sorry. I've got to wrap up. Thanks so much, though. Thanks. This was great. I've got to go. Uh, you're announcing like, your secret. You're out. You're big no, out. This is no. This is no secret. Everybody. Everybody. <laughs> yeah, this. This. Twenty-five to thirty percent of the people who have a pet have bought the pet so they can get out of social situations. That's the other. The other seventy. Let's say they love their pets and they're great. The other ones are like, no. This is just a great thing to have. I. Just, uh, <laughs> you want to leave a wedding early? I gotta go. I gotta get. Uh, I gotta go put the dog out. Uh, the cat. The cat freaks out after I'm gone for like more than six hours. <laughs> Um, I have never done that ever. It's always, <laughs> I just want to let everybody know that I'm talking to. I'm always sincere. Uh, anybody who has met my dog or my kids know that this is all true. It's all true. Um, should we talk about some video games? Yeah, sure. What, what's we up could. This is, I mean, this is fun. I like the what's banter. Those? Uh, we played, um, a bit of, uh, or, or more than a bit of this, uh, this here Dark Alliance game that came out. Brad, you and I played Dungeons it on a stream. And dragons, Dark Alliance. Uh, yes, right. Dragons. And, yeah. Wizards, and dun- Wizards and dungeons. of the Coasts. Oh. Wizards of the Coasts, Dungeons and Dragons, Dark Alliance, which I guess the- is trading on the good name of Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance from many years ago. Yeah, so Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance for people who, um, boy, it's going to sound longer. 20 years ago, ah. Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance <laughs> came that. out. So uh, more than some people's lifetimes ago, there was a, there was once a game called Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance on the PlayStation 2, Xbox, and GameCube. It was developed by Snowblind. Yeah, Snowblind. Mm-hmm. Made yeah. a bunch of those games back then. I mean, you know, it was like a Diablo-style like action RPG overhead hack and slashy kind of thing, but more console-oriented. Yeah. Like, the, the main was... thing to know about those games is people love those games. Like... People enjoyed like, those games. Like there, there were some, or maybe it was the company I was keeping, but like a lot of the people around GameSpot, like really liked Dark Alliance a lot back then. Yeah, like, it's the kind of thing people look back on. Let's say in 2021, when a new game called Dark Alliance is coming out, and it tweaks little nostalgia centers in their brain because they're like, "Oh yeah, Dark Alliance, that was great. I want to play another one of those." And then the new one comes out. And? Well, so well, so Dark. Well, <laughs> I, let me just add this: Dark Alliance Two after after um, uh, Dark Alliance. 
there's Dark Alliance two from Black Isle, uh, mm. and that was that was two thousand four. And Black Isle, that's I mean, you go through the Black list Isle. of games they they've made and developed. Yeah. They they have some pedigree there. And then of course, storied you know, storied developer. <laughs> of course, Black Isle closed down and became also, most yes. or, or was succeeded by Obsidian. But like you know, a Dark Alliance two, very yeah. popular game. Yes. A Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance two. Uh, apparently there was supposed to be a third one that got canned after Black Isle went down. Anyway, this one is a uh, is um I don't know, Brad. I don't know it's, if this one is. It's more of a behind the back hack and slash than an overhead hack and slash. I guess is the main distinction. But the other distinction is it's not great. It's pretty rough. It's extremely meat and potatoes hack and slash. I would say. It's um, yeah. Maybe more potato than meat. Uh, I'm not sure. It's uh, <laughs> sure. there's uh, it's forty bucks. It's on uh, it's on PlayStation, Xbox, and and Steam. Uh, it's on Game Pass now. If you're in the Microsoft ecosystem, and it's on the PC Game Pass and the Xbox Game Pass. Brad and I, you, you we played cross platform there. If you want to call the PC and the Xbox two different platforms, and I will because they are. And uh, the I, I you know we connected, we played. It Ooh. felt a little laggy. I did play some more on my own. Uh, it felt less laggy, but it was less fun playing by myself. Uh, Brad, you played as Drizdurden. Drizdurden, thank you. Okay. I played as the dwarf. Brunor. Yes. Battle? Hang on. Brunor. Battle Hammer. Yes. Brunor Battle Hammer. This one is kind of Battle Hammer. Yeah, yes. Mr. Battlehammer. Uh, this one centers around Icewind Dale uh, and kind of the um, the heroes of Icewind Dale. Would you say, Brad? You're, uh, yes, I mean this. Yes, the my my the entirety of my twelfth year on Earth was <laughs> revolved quite a bit around those books at the time. So, like seeing that it was about those characters was like ah, more nostalgia. And then we played it. So, so you obviously like the setting. You mm-hmm. like the lore. You like the history of these games. They're, you're set up to like them. I would say I would say maybe more I liked them about oh thirty boy. years ago, but mm-hmm. like in, in the intervening decades since the Lord of the Rings films came out, and a bunch of other D and D stuff got big, and like all kinds of other fantasy properties came about, it's like oh boy, this stuff sure was derivative. Of oh, all Brad got too stuff. good like, for it, huh? He got too right. good for Dritz, huh? <laughs> that's right. This is the Wine and Cheese podcast about video that's games. Right. Uh, yes. Stop returning cheese. Bobby Salvatore's uh, calls. Hey, Ari Salvatore seems like a very nice person. Uh, sorry, Mary. Were you setting up for a? We are, we are, you, we are, we are set up to like this. What happened? I guess was the follow up. What happened? What happened? What happened? <laughs> well, Mary. Uh, I, I, uh, I think, I think for me, the combat just didn't feel very good. It, I, it, yeah, it, it, it's, it's like I know that's like the most infuriatingly nebulous term to say about a video game. The feel is off because mm-hmm. it can mean anything. But like, yeah, the. The combat is very slidey when you play online. There's a lot of like animations that feel like they don't connect very well. Like it's a very simple game combat wise. It's like, you know, light, light, heavy over and over. Just kind of do your light, light, heavy combo. It's, it's like, again, very meat and potatoes kind of combat. You've got special attacks and stuff like that, but like, but yeah, playing it online, it's like characters just kind of sliding back and forth and like stuff doesn't feel like the timing lines up very well. Like I was getting all kinds of weird stuff with like, me getting teleported back to Vinny out of nowhere with no warning. Like it just feels Aww. rough, you know? And it's like, it's only 40 bucks, but. So the, uh, the, the structure of it, it will feel familiar. If you've played things like Vermintide, where you have this kind of hub 
love Vermintide. Yeah, so Vermintide, uh, you know, you have this hub where you're getting all your character upgrades per character. Uh, you kind of pick your class. I think there are four in the current uh, uh, Dark Alliance here. Uh, four characters. You you have kind of a place where you're going to get new weapons, get new gear, upgrade gear, buy new abilities. This is all in the kind of hub. And then you go to the map and you say, hey, uh, let's pick a, let's pick a mission to go on. Also, like Deep Rock kind of has a similar thing. A lot of games do this. And then you go and you you kind of load into the new area where you're going to do your mission. But once you're in the mission, and again, other games have this, so it's not it's not just Dark Alliance. It's in this vein. Um, you're kind of locked out of any of your gear or loot or character upgrades until you go back to the hub. So as you're as you're getting gear or experience or points, you can't you can't access any of that until the mission's over and you go back to the hub world. And that again, that happens in a lot of these games. You kind of go through all the gear at the end. Uh, as it does its kind of fancy unlocked gear animation as you go back to the chest. But there is a little something about it that uh, once you're reminded of that, you're like, oh, I did just get a sweet, epic axe I want to use. I think it would be less, maybe incriminating is not the right word, but less apparent if I were having more engagement with the combat. Like I think if mm -hmm. it were keeping my interest more and to be fair, when we streamed, Brad and I were doing it on a fairly easy difficulty. So it was, it was pretty mashy. Hey, what, are you, what are you talking about, man? I upgraded that difficulty over and over. Every well, single so that, time they asked, they were like, do you want is, more health potions or do you want the uh, loot to get better? Cause it gets harder. And every single time I said harder and it never it really is got true. hard. So you do, uh, it, to kind of keep with a little of maybe the D and D style of it, uh, you're, you're kind of burning through health and stamina and your stamina has, your health you can usually seems like you can refill just taking potions. Your stamina does seem to the bar gets shorter, mm -hmm. uh, and in a way that okay, unless you take a rest or something else, I don't know if I, there are other mechanics. Unless you take a short rest and lose all your bonuses for difficulty, you're gonna have to make it through this this mission with uh, decreased overall stamina. That's what it appeared to me. Uh, or you can say, no, give me better loot and no rest. I don't want to refill my potions. Let's just go. And you can opt that path. But there was an initial difficulty setting when we started that's like adventurer, you know, high adventurer, you know, epic warrior. And we we picked a lower one. When I tried it on my own, I got my butt kicked and died uh, and was was resting more. So that is kind of a push and pull. I mean, short rests and long rests are part of 5e and D&D. &D and, and that's interesting to see some of that in there. How uh, many uh, difficulties do they have? You know, like Diablo 3, it just keeps going because they want you yeah. to keep pushing your insanity, but you get more stuff. So it's very tempting to push it up once. And, and can you change mid space? I know like in Diablo, you can just change it if you want to and you can go a little up and a little down. So there's the initial, uh, what appeared to me to be the initial setting for the mission, right? It's like, oh, set your difficulty scaling for the mission. And then once you're in, uh, like Brad was saying, you're just like each time you come to this checkpoint slash b bonfire campsite, campfire kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, you can be like, all right, stack it up. I want let's keep going. I'm I can take it. I want better loot until you can't, and then you rest, and it says you lose all of your your bonuses. It kind of just wipes the slate clean, and it's like, okay, I'll give you some potions. You'll rest and you'll checkpoint here, <laughs> but you're gonna lose all the bonuses that you've accrued up to this point for that's the so gutting just because you needed to rest that's pretty yeah. like exhausting i'd be more inclined to say i'm not gonna rest and then just hope to god i don't die 
That's right. Losing stuff it, isn't is horrible. Yeah, I mean, it helps that it felt like half the combat situations we got into, the enemies just sort of stood there and took it and didn't even like animate or fight back. Like, I don't know if also, that's more of that weird network lag stuff, but like, I felt like I was just kind of wailing on everything and just tearing mm -hmm. through it. Like, it feels very telling to me that somebody posted a clip on our Discord this morning of them fighting the that. Do you remember that first pair of bosses? Is like a little goblin dude and like a big giant ogre or something. Sure. They were playing. They were playing the archer character and they literally just stood outside of the combat arena so that those enemies, mm -hmm. like the bosses, did not activate. And they just stood there and chipped them down with arrows for like <laughs> five minutes and then they just died and there was no fight. And it that feels like that game to me. Uh, the, the other thing, there is a quick play if you just want to jump in with other people. It'll, it'll try and matchmake you. Um, the, the kind of matchmaking, if you want to play with your friends, it seemed a little wonky where you go into the game, you start the game, and then you go to manager session, set it to friends or invite only, then I couldn't find a way to actually find Brad within the game. I had to use a friends list to invite him. I, I yeah, don't know like if there's I was no, missing something. There's not, yeah, there's no in-game invite interface as far as I understand. You have to, yeah, you have to go outside I, of the game for that. And I'm, apologies if I just missed it, but that, that was kind of weird. Uh, but the thing when you're playing by yourself, if you're playing solo, it doesn't bring mm. AI characters with you, or at least not that I saw when I tried it. So when you go down, you die versus when you have somebody else with you, they can res you back up. They, they can bring you up. So have it, playing with Brad, you know, if Brad went down, I'd just go pick him back up and we just keep moving. So that kind of makes the game much easier if anybody's played games like this before. If you can, somebody could just run around in a circle, get all the enemies dead, for kite all the enemies around, kill them, and then just go pick you up. That's amazing versus you go down and you're done. Uh, the other thing that's in the game are the upgrade systems. A lot of it's based on gold. You're using gold to upgrade all your moves and your powers. And then there's this crystal upgrade system that you use to upgrade your gear. And you can manufacture or construct better crystals to make your gear. Um, but what most of it seems... a video game. Yeah. <laughs> but it didn't seem like... And you'd think you'd, you were like... You'd think one of them would be the pay currency, but it doesn't right. seem like there's any pay currency. I was currency. looking everywhere for a dollar sign in that game because I was like, they've got to be selling some of these crystals, but it doesn't seem like it. I don't think that's the case, but... Yeah. Not yet. It's not, it's, it's not a terrible game. It's just in the light of what the Dark Alliance name has meant over time. It is pretty lackluster, but it's 40 bucks and it's on Game Pass. I feel like that's just sort of the default fallback for every game that's not great in that situation, right? <laughs> it's like, it's on Game Pass. Like, download yeah. it and play it for 30 minutes and then delete it if you're not into it. Like... Like, what is the value of buying a video game in this day and age when everything is just on the Netflix of video games now, right? I mean, it's just another testament to how amazing Game Pass is because that, from what I'm hearing, is not a, I can't wait to buy this type situation, but I love online interactive experiences that I can play with my friends. It's a shame that this is happening. This sounds like what it is because when you're able to play online with your friends, you are automatically skyrocketed into fun town because your friends are fun and you want to hang out with them anyway. You could put totally. me in a very lackluster, boring experience, but if I can play with my friends, I yeah. will find a way to have a good time. They have the setting to do it. You just need to make sure that I don't have, that I'm not like zapped out every five minutes or I'm not Right, you know, flying around everywhere and respawning mm -hmm. really quickly, which it sounds like that's what's happening. And unfortunately, so that's fair. 
the gutter. Now that you men- yeah, a, now that you mentioned it, every time we finished a level, it booted us out of the party and we had to remake yeah. the game to come to think of it. But like, it is a totally adequate chat room for you. Like, it's, you know, it's an interactive chat room for you to just gab with your friends and play. Like, it's fine for that. I love that. I have friends in Australia. Yeah. If I can play uh, Vermintide with them or Valorant, <laughs> I get into it. It doesn't matter if we did really good or even if the game is that amazing. It's just a fun thing to do with my friends. So the bar... I think is fairly low with what how much fun you can have with friends online with a common goal so long as it's consistent if you can get yeah. in there and and have a good time so that's it's a low bar man like that's all you got to do is give them a goal I'm with you like it, yeah I just need a platform that is technically sound to mm. to hang out for a couple of hours with with family or friends and hopefully it's not super laggy and hopefully nobody's getting booted out of the game and like we will we'll figure it out later. Sometimes we get like when my family was playing Destiny for a while, we just got kind of lost after a while. Just like what are, what are we supposed to be doing? I don't want to run this thing anymore. But for a while, we get our money's worth, and, and, and for a while, it was uh, real good. And we'll come back, I think, when there's another major update in Destiny. Uh, the last thing I'll say about Dark Alliance, which I just noticed today when I was playing it, it was probably the one big thing that really bugged me even more than not getting the character sheet in the game is you can't pull up a moves list while you're in, in the mission. So you, you unlock moves that are like, okay, you bought this move. It's forward, right bumper or forward, right trigger or back, right trigger. And it does a thing and it does a thing. And you know, you wind up unlocking them, but you can't pull up that move list once you've started the mission. So I was like, okay, I'll buy these three things and I'll go in and then I'll try them out. And then I was like, wait, I, am I doing it? I'm not sure. I'm, did I buy it? Was it forward right trigger? And I couldn't pull it up. And I thought that was very, very silly. Like, just give me a thing. I, again, if, apologies if I just missed it. Dark Alliance, $40 <laughs> available on uh, on Game Pass and uh, uh, also on PlayStation and on um, PC if, if that's what you're after. Uh, you can go check out the stream we did it's up on our YouTube channel. Ah! Ah! Yeah. Yeah. Ah. 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 But like um, but like a like a, a, a media middle of the road eh, not like yeah. a eh. ah. Is this like the like, Fawn's rating system where you guys are either really like hey yes. or yeah. ah. 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 Like if somebody if you marry if you were like let's play some Dark Alliance, I'd be like, okay. But if you were like, hey, when do you want to play Dark Alliance or Deep Rock or you know uh uh, uh Vermintide, I'd be like, maybe any of those other two right yes. now. Mm-hmm. But maybe <laughs> maybe Dark Alliance will get there. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, it would very much be a, like, yeah, I'll play that because I want to hang out with Mary, not I'll play that because it's, like, yeah. I feel some to pull to go back to that game. Uh, Mary, let's talk about a game that you uh, you said you've played some of here uh, also before, we were talking before the show. Grifflands. Yeah. What a... I, I'm going to go first here, and I'm going to jump off yeah. the cliff and say, uh, Whoa. I like this game. It's so pretty. And it's probably one of the better versions of this card-based combat system I've seen. Really, really enjoyed how polished this experience Mm. was. They've really considered uh, what it should look like and what it should feel like. And it's very fun. There's two different types of combat situations. There's verbal, where you are negotiating with someone saying, I want you to give me a discount on this nutter butter and they say no i need that money and you go back and forth and fight them over it um and you try and use your wit uh you can use it's very interesting they've 
they've made this very funny. It's all card based. So you can attack them in different ways by threatening them. If you don't give me this 50% discount, I'm going to gut you like a pig. Or you could, uh, there's ones where you can make them laugh or um, talk fast and confuse them to try and convince them to be on your side in a situation. It's very enjoyable to use cards to watch two people argue and, and combat each other. Uh, and then there's also physical combat where I actually do stab you and I do uh, <laughs> kill you over the nutter butter. So with there's knives and stuff. Yes, words, that's right. right. <laughs> with, physical, <laughs> with physical knives, not word knives. It's yes. very, uh, it's interesting because it does end up being both. I genuinely, when I started the game, thought, how cool is this that it's all verbal arguments and there's no violence and then i got into my mm. first fight and it was like do you want to murder this person at the yeah, end of it and i was like oh yeah. <laughs> never mind yes. you can still kill uh but you start with a lot of uh verbal combat situations where you're using discussion and you there's so many choices in this game you can decide oh my gosh. if you want to be aggressive if you want to be funny if you want to be thoughtful if you want to be evil if you want to uh uh, work with the police or if you want to be anti-law there's all yeah. you make tons of choices in this game to play as you want the upgrade system all choice based do you want to be a gamble a, a gamble lady and uh go for high damage but it's a higher risk or do you want to do less damage and it'll give you a little bit of defense to save you all this stuff is up to you i felt like i really genuinely had my own style that i chose um i myself am uh lawless uh you know fuck the police i went all the way into um being anti-society but a good person i never killed mm. in the game i would fight never. someone never i have not killed someone yet i give wow. they wave the uh flag yeah at the end left. i let them go it, even the assassin who tried to kill me and i don't know yeah. if that's happened to you yet but i thought uh, yes i'll let this assassin go and hopefully he'll be like Thanks, I'm going to change my ways. But he literally was like, well, I'll just kill you again later then. Uh, and yes. they left. And I was like, shit, <laughs> I should have so, killed so that, that guy. That happened to me a couple of times. I also let the assassin go. Uh, but the, it happened to me enough even before the assassin where I was like, let somebody go. And they'd be like, you know what? I still fucking hate you. And I'll, I'm just going <laughs> to kill you next time. And then I ran into them like on just one of those random encounters, that same person I, I let live. And they're like, hey, I remember you. And and you get you get certain traits when you if people hate you and they're like I hate your guts and that's why you get negative two on whatever thing I had and yeah. I was like well you know what I'm gonna kill you <laughs> because I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm done having you in this world and you know you you, you took my you took my uh, generosity and my compassion and you turned it against me so you've made me, you've hardened my heart and that is my character story now I didn't want to have to do this uh, yeah did it no, let you start no I'm a murderer what'd you say did, did it let you like start the combat when you ran into them? Was it like your choice when you saw them of just like, oh, this person still hates you because even though you let them go earlier, yeah, it, do it you want one, to kill them now or not? Like it was one of the um, what are they called? The admiralty in the in the in the first yeah. campaign, uh, and yeah, it was somebody from there, and uh, they were I let them live in one mission, and then they were doing like a shakedown or something on on a, another person in the town, one of those random encounters, and I was like, this fucker. This one here, I remember you. I let you live when I when you were survivors, and I was like, "Go run away," and then it was just like, "Help, help them do the shakedown or attack the person." And I was like, "I'm attacking you, and you're not living. I'm gonna let my dog rip her throat out," and um, and that's uh, that's what I did. And now and then I I got a I got a a card that was like, "You you know, you're a little violent. <laughs> You've got a propensity <laughs> for violence." Seems like. 
the, the game the, the, has now the, identified you as a villain and would like right, to give you yeah. more villain card options yeah. to help you live your dream of being bad. And I do like that it encourages you to play as you want to. So if you wish to threaten people exclusively as your dialogue yeah. options, it will give <laughs> you more threaten cards. And you can just sit there berating and belittling your opponent until they cry. And then you can stab them. You can be that person if you want to. It is such a mechanically dense game. Like, oh, holy yeah. shit. Like, it is almost overwhelming when you get into it. How many different dynamics there are in different systems. I mean, there's, there's like that super rich social system where you've got people that like and love you or like dislike or hate you. Mm. Also, when somebody loves you, you get a boon. When somebody mm -hmm. hates you, you get a bane, which yes. I think is a way better uh, framework than buffs and debuffs like most mm. games use because boons and banes is way more fun to say. Um, <laughs> but there, but there, are, uh, there are a million mechanics, buffs and like, debuffs. And buffs and, and debuffs. Yeah. And, and, like, and slots for things to go into and cards to upgrade. And like, Very complicated. Um, I'm trying to think. Like, I almost, the benefit of recording a podcast on our home computers, I almost loaded the game just now so I could actually be like staring at the UI while we talk about it because I cannot keep it all in my head right now. Like, there's so much in there. But the thing they do is they annotate everything so well in that game. Like the mouse over tool tips, they, yeah. they basically have like hypertext. I think, um, what was the other game I saw people talking about though? I think uh, Pillars of Eternity does a similar thing where mm -hmm. like any like, any like proper name that shows up in dialogue or in flavor text is like hyperlinked. So you can actually hover over it and it will straight up tell you like, this is who this person is. This is who they're related to. This is whether they hate you or not. Like they do that for stuff like the Admiralty, which is like the authority. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's you need the, it though. Yeah, because you can't remember that whole family tree. It's right. dense. What yeah. is it like the cult? The cult of Hesh, or the or yes. the cultists, the religious yes. people. It's like a pretty rich fiction. It's like this nautical kind of vibe. It's like this <laughs> harbor city. There are a lot of fish people around, in addition to humans. <laughs> yeah, there are um, a lot of fish people. It's a, it's a strange setting for sure, but um, uh, like, uh, Pyre did that a uh, similar thing too with the mouse. Right. Over text. Yes, Pi that's that's, that's right. I remember Pyre. I think I was, it I looks being... like Pyre. It's mm -hmm. so pretty. Kind of a symbol. Yeah, the art is really See, it nice. Has, we should say this is made by Clay, and it has a very Clay look to yes. Clay, uh, the characters in. Clay forever the makers of Shank in my mind, which That's I feel right. like is really unfair <laughs> to them because, like, you know, like they, made Don't, they made Don't Starve, they made Invisible Ink, they made um, Oxygen Not Included, like all these really ambitious mechanics games, and now yes. this one. And yet all I can ever remember them for is that side-scrolling game with the cartoon Stabby Man. <laughs> but... Um, but the density, yeah, I, it's it made it's, me feel. I talked to you, Brad, a, a couple of days ago when we were playing, and I was like, I don't know, man. I think I'm just you, an idiot. I don't think I'm smart enough to play this game. You seemed like you were not that into it. Yeah, I I was. Uh, I just I was like, I've played a deck building games. I've played card battling games. Um, I'm just not sure I understand what's happening. And there are they use terms that are just different than your kind of no, normal nomenclature for. Like instead of defense, you get composure, right? Like mm -hmm. when you're in the yeah. negotiation stuff, and it's like add composure. And if I, I just found, but they do. And once I figured out how they're communicating information, the game got much easier to me. So like when you inspect the card, and it, and on the right hand side will be like, oh, everything that's written on this card, I'm going to tell you what that means on the right hand side. So that really, really helped every, me. Every single concept, every single thing yeah. that is mentioned on there pops up in some fashion. So it's like yes. you almost don't need a tutorial for that game. Like you will be pretty lost at the beginning. Good, Cause there isn't one. Keep... They don't really explain <laughs> yeah, too kinda, much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, once I also realized that the buffs and the debuffs, I'm just going to call them that in the, in the, in the arguments Bains and combat, and 
Yeah. Well, like, you know, in, in like, what, what are these, what is this argument going to do? What is this buff going to do in combat? You just, yeah. you, you're not expected to know. You have to roll right. over it to say like, like totally. oh, every two turns or every turn they're going to get more composure or, or like that's, or, that's the thing you just, you just learn by playing the game because it's yeah. like, like, what is it? What does it mean to incept at the end of this turn? I don't get it. But then you just mouse <laughs> yes. over it and it's like, oh, this is what's going to happen at the end of this turn. And like every single card in the game, you can click like two layers deep to get more information about all the stuff it says. Like. It's it it exp- it over explains itself in a really nice way that I I really appreciate. Some of the wording on the cards can be a little jumbled in ways. It's not and always. It, you're right. You're right. It's, it's not, not always, always super clear, direct. But but that's a that happens in physical card games as well. And that happens. I mean, this is why people keep a laptop or an iPad next to them when you're playing a game because you go to board game geek and then you say, wait, okay, here I got this question. Can I play this card when I'm doing this? And at least this game will kind of let you uh uh do it'll manage the rules for you if i were doing this in a physical game this game would take me eight hours for one turn right i'd be looking yeah, like at so many rules nothing has confused me enough that i had to go outside the game client yet which i feel like is a pretty good testament to how well it explains stuff um i feel like we should also mention like it's it is a roguelike deck builder so it's like mm. it's got a it's story driven but it's like run based like you're not expected to necessarily get through the story on your first try because it's pretty tough and also there are multiple characters with other stories that unlock but like the reason I bring up the structure stuff is that it's got almost like this Oregon trail vibe to it on the map of, you know, like you get quests and they show up on the map, but like sometimes it'll spawn like three time limited events at once and you have to decide which one you want to go to. And it's like, one of them is like, Oh, I can go meditate and get all this health back that I badly need. But also this person I just made friends with is in trouble on this other one. And if I go meditate to get the health back, they die. And like all of a sudden Mm -hmm. this ally that I spent all this time building is now dead. Um, you know, like you'll hit random, stuff like random encounters as you're traveling to the next actual quest is be like, Oh, I got waylaid by bandits or I came across a corpse on the road and I'm going to loot it, but now I'm getting attacked by these dogs or whatever. Like it's got that, it's got that unpredictable feel of like stuff's going to happen out of nowhere and you have to make decisions around it. And there's a lot of trade-offs and it feels very dynamic and, and like unique every time in a way that's really cool. I liked that aspect of it a lot. I loved that I was on my way to do a task and in the middle, it just said, someone spotted you and they want to talk to you. Mm. And this like cop came right at me and was like, I don't like you. And I was like, well, I don't fucking like you either. (laughs) And we fought and it took most of my health to kill. uh, I didn't kill him, but I had him wave the little uh, flag of loserness and I sent him on his loser way. And then I had to continue to do my original task with half health. And that was really gutting to me, but it was also extraordinarily exciting because I had this expectation that I was just going to steamroll through this game. You have to be quite smart with what you do with your health and your, uh, it's funny, you were just talking about all the terminology. I just re-term things for my own brain. It's easier for me. For example, Mm. I think their uh, currency is called shills, but I just call them anchors because the logo it looks like an an anchor and it helps my brain to be like, I only have 200 anchors. I can't buy this. I Mm. do that a lot. I do the same thing with like a buff or debuff. I'll just say, this is a, this is a helper and this is a herder. And I just like simplify things for my own brain. So I know what to do. I think that I am super overpowered for these experiences, but when they do one of these special events, like Brad said, um, your friend is dying. I will go save that friend, even if I might die in the process because I put all this effort into making this ally and I want to help them. I get very excited how this game shakes me and doesn't allow me to be too comfortable. I always Mm -hmm. have to be ready for something 
to happen. Uh, the assassin at the end is like a real oh. good jolter because you're you're going to sleep and it's just like, no, you're not. Battle. And she's like, I'm not ready for this. I'm not, I'm not prepared for this. It's very exciting. Um, even I think the game wants you to feel comfortable making mistakes and oh my God, it's so gutting to not know what you're doing. I will never forget the first time I got a card that said, um, Again, my terminology will not be right. It'll it's it has correct words about adding um this is the dialogue one where it'll be like add something to your uh argument and makes it stronger. And mm -hmm. it'll be like and also remove something from their argument and make it weaker. And I was like, I'm so smart. I'm going to put this on and give me a buff and them a debuff. And it removed my argument. It killed oh, no. I killed my own argument and gave them a buff. And what? it's be it's because I put it on me instead of on them. And it didn't oh. explain that. Oh, you, tar yes. you targeted yourself? Yes, I targeted exactly. myself. Yes. It's, I wonder what that's like in dialogue when you target yourself and you're like, yeah, well, I'm really dumb. <laughs> oh, maybe yeah. I'm wrong. And right. then, Wait, I haven't seen it that way. Yes, you are pretty dumb. <laughs> I, I, do, <laughs> I do love the way they present those negotiation battles because like deep down, it is just another battle system. You know, it's not like the, the actual combat combat is very straightforward. It's just very use these physical attacks on these, you know, these poison or whatever on, on the enemies. But like the negotiation battles are just a different way of presenting what is still basically a battle. But the contrivance is that you are like arguing with each other every time you use an attack. So it's like you play a card and like your character will be like, have you considered this? Yeah. You know? <laughs> or it's like, and they rebut you with another card and they're like, now see here, you know, like it's very formal and argumentative it's, in this really goofball way. It's very silly. But uh, I think I think the thing that makes it all work, even the combat that it makes it work is the um, forecasting of what your enemy is going to do both in the combat and the negotiation rounds like you uh unless it's obscured you can kind of see where they're going to target and if you have allies what they're going to target and that really adds a fantastic dynamic of defense on your part to say like okay i see you're targeting my arguments here i'm just going to use this round to uh, add composure, which is what they call your 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 kind of health when you're negotiating, which which is good. Actually, it's your defense for your health. What do they call the actual resolve? Resolve. 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 Is your I like that your term. Health. Yeah. My, yeah. Your argument health. That's what I call things, right? So like <laughs> yeah. we're talking in my terminology <laughs> yeah. where I'm like I'm gonna die, but what I actually yeah. mean is is my resolve is really my low. Resolve is low. Uh, so yeah, you you kind of are like, oh man, they're gonna stomp me this round, and you're like, I'm just gonna throw a bunch of, uh, you know, and it. I hit a point with it where I started getting into the deck building. I never, I, I'm, I still haven't felt like I had full agency over my deck build. I, I do feel like I'm a little at the mercy of the card upgrading system, which seems to be you just use the card more and then you'll get upgrades and you kind of choose between what you want uh, on a card. Two things, like one will be like, man, you're going to hit for a million points, but you've got to get rid of this card afterward. Or like, oh, you can hit for half a million points and it'll just discard. Because they have, what is it? Discard, expend, uh, and destroy on cards. Discard just goes into your discard pile. It'll get shuffled back into your hand eventually. Expend, you lose it for the entire battle. And then destroy, the card is just burned. You just, you're like, hey. Eat it. Yeah, eat it. You're done. Rip that thing in half. Yeah, gobble, gobble, gobble. And you're done. Uh, this is not a video podcast. So people didn't see Mary doing a, a gobble, shoved a gobble, gobble, gobble. card in my mouth. 
pantomiming the action of eating a playing card. <laughs> um, but but in the, in the combat as well, you can kind of see who, which character you're going to attack. Do you want to like you know, armor up? And that that's a lot of fun because um, it it takes it away from just it's this kind of uh, battle of attrition of who could lose health the the, the most and. Sometimes they obscure who's gonna who's gonna get hit, and you kind of have to be like, "Oh no, I gotta use this card to knock away an argument because it's." But that's where a lot of the mouse over stuff comes from too. It's like, why can't I see who they're gonna hit? Let me mouse over their three arguments and see which one is making them uh, uh, hide who they're gonna hit. Um, but about about twenty five percent of my playthrough time in, I think I started getting the feel for it. Yeah, uh, there were the first twenty five percent. I was very frustrated. It's the learning curve is pretty steep. Uh, I did die on that assassin the first time I, I fought them, and uh, I blew the negotiation. So they just blew me out of the water, and then they just shoved the sword in my gut, and I died. Uh, I, that's how I imagined it went. Like I made a, a weak argument, and then they just killed me. Um, and so I was still, I guess, on the introduction part though. So I just reloaded from the last day, uh, mm-hmm. and kind of unlike a roguelike, it, if you're playing, not if you're playing on easy mode, it will just reload you to the next day. So I had to redo some stuff, but it also let me notice that uh, I had to do this mission for uh, um, I forget all the names. There's so many factions that like skivs or something. I forget the names. Uh, the the not admiralty. Um, and I did this mission for them the first time, and then they gave me a different mission on my second playthrough that was completely different okay, that, to do. That's that's what I wanted that's to know great. because it is a game. It's a game built on repetition, and I was wondering how many of these quests are just going to repeat. Because again, yeah. you're not you're not expected to finish uh, even the first story the first time through. Um, it was completely different. Like the first one was, um, he was like, "Go wipe out these survivors in this camp," and I was like, "Okay, I don't really feel super God. great about this, but, <laughs> yeah, but I'll I'll I guess you're the boss, boss." Uh, and I went there, and that's when I let that guy live. And I was like, ah, oh, you know, I feel terrible about this. So I let him live, and then I killed him later. But um, but then when I went back to the guy who gave me the mission, he's like, why'd you leave it? Let him live. And I got into a negotiation with him to be like, because I'm not a monster. And like, I won that thing. Anyway, then when I died and came back, he gave me another mission that was completely different. That was like, go convince this guy to leave his job. And I was like, this is so much easier than that last mission. And it just That's like, the one I negotiation. got. Oh, you did? Like, yeah. Convince this guy to leave his job. And you're like, hey, yeah. buddy, you're my friend. Just leave. Like, that's interesting yeah. that's the one yeah. i got um no wonder i was like this is easy like i can convince yeah. a guy to leave his job you go to a bar if you run into a different person and negotiate with them they give you information yes. that helps make your other negotiation so much easier he gives you information that assists with your next negotiation so there's yes. there's like pre-negotiations <laughs> that you can get into to be like give me some dirt on this guy so i can make yeah. him quit his job it's- um i thought that was really fun and, and kind of an exciting one it has to change because a lot of my limited time missions were people that I had met and liked me mm. or we were friends and allies. You wouldn't get those if that person didn't like you, right? Like the reason I want to save him is because he's an ally and I think he can benefit me later on in the game. So I am going to go into that swamp and save his stupid ass because I, I need him. It, does, it, feels, it feels like a game where you can imagine a ton of gears turning behind the scenes just because yeah. it is yeah. constantly tracking like who likes you, who hates you, like what information you've gotten, stuff like that. Like even within specific quests, like the number of ways that that can play out and how you can decide to finish the quest seems like incredibly open-ended. Like I got a quest where it was like one of the Admiralty guards was talking shit about another one. They were like, man, this, this guy is like giving me all this grief. You got to do something about this guy. Like, fuck him. So like I took money from her to go hassle this other guard and tell him to eat shit. 
And as I'm arguing with him, he's like, wait, she's on the take. Like I'm hassling her because she's super corrupt and like she's taking bribes from people. Like maybe you shouldn't kill me. Maybe you should do something about her instead. And so then I go back to her. So I went back to her and then it was like, then it was like, do you want to negotiate with her to confront her about her corruption? Do you want to straight up kill her? So I did the negotiation against her instead. And I was like, wait, you didn't tell me you were taking bribes from everybody. And like, I won that negotiation and then dude shows up and like, they throw her in jail. (laughs) And now she, now she, the one who gave me the request originally hates me. Like now she's Mm. on my hates list. Um, and the dude that I was supposed to like kill for her in the first place is now my ally. Like you just don't see it playing out like that. Yeah. I love that. It's a bunch of different decision points that at, at random times that make it really interesting to go through. It, it also kind of Mary, like you were saying, it, it really uh, keeps you on your toes. Like there, it, I feel like you have like, things just don't play out the way you thought they were going to play out. And so, you know, you're going to do this mission and then suddenly like you let somebody survive and they hate you now and you get this bane and you're like, I'd let this person live. Or I, I feel like Brad, I had a similar thing where I, I forget what it was. I think somebody wanted my pet back the pet I got. And I was like, no, this is my pet now. And they're like, okay, well now I hate you. And also all the Admiralty hates you. And now you have this weird, like monkey paw thing that is in your deck that every time it is out, you, if you end your turn with this card out, you're going to take damage. And was like, this stinks. Like also, I think my favorite part of this game, uh, the favorite thing is like when you drink with somebody or eat with somebody, they can add a card to your deck that is like tipsy or bloated. Uh, yeah. And like, it, it, you know, it, like a, any deck builder, it takes up a, now a spot in your deck and it's not a good card. And you no. just have to burn it. You have to burn it to like get rid of it so it stops coming up in your deck all the time. And uh, at least when you're playing as Sal, uh, one of the characters, uh, she kind of does this like tipsy move. <laughs> it's just like, oh, I'm a little <laughs> drunk still. Uh, and it's like, you got, we should mention, um, you kind of start with three action points uh, in, in at least in that first campaign. So you kind of get, and the cards all have a cost. So you get three action points. The cards have a cost. Some are three, some are two, some are one. I wound up getting this amazing card. I don't know if you guys got it. I think it's called freighter where um, you, you can, it's a three point card. It's amazing. It, and it's a combat card and you hit the person for as much as your entire hand is worth. Uh, and like a lot of times it's just like you just hit him for like 16 damage because like it adds up all the damage, uh, uh, all the costs of your cards that are in your hand. I so never get combos. Do you guys get combos with Sal at all? Um, I've had to build combo manually. There are like cards that'll add combo and then you'll play a card that'll be like, hey, this hits for like 2x whatever your current combo is or something. But like you but lose I'm not, like. I'm not uh, super clear how that works. You lose combo when you get hit. Hit. So it's like, well, you lose half yeah. your combo oh, sure. points or something like that. And yeah. I don't really understand. I haven't had much success with combo. I've been going into bleed. So all of my cards <laughs> focus on making people bleed. Nice. And then I have <laughs> a card that makes them do damage based on how much bleed they have. So I basically okay. poke them enough that I can use their bleed status to get some pretty heavy damage. I, I also got some cool cards. I got a card that, um, it just keeps hitting them for as many action points as you have left. And I have a, oh God, I don't oh, know what these are called, cool. but the ones that are installed in your brain, in your brain yeah. chip, I have one yes. of those that gives me an extra action. Um, so I get four action and I have a card that gives me two action uh, if I play it for the next turn. So I can have like, you know, six action. And then I have That's a card a on build. that. Okay. I know. And then I have an action that says as many actions as you have, we'll just hit this guy for five damage each. And it's just like, That's all right, good. this guy's dead. Yeah. It, 
you can have a lot that of fun with stuff like is that. Fun. The, the, that what, is fun. What are they called? Graphs? Is that what they're called? Graphs. That, they're in your yeah. brain. They're in your yes. brain. They have a. And they're on the upper left, and you get none when you start. And they don't really explain this to you. I'm telling you, I picked my first graft, and then I saw her like implanting the chip, and it was just like you get an extra action point, but you do take two damage after each turn. And I was like, "What yes. the shit? <laughs> yeah, forever? That's a, devil, that's a devil's bargain." Yeah, yes. it, I went heavy gamble, so I do high damage, but I I am very uh, I'm like a magic man, you know, like I I do a lot of damage, but I'm flighty, mm. and I could probably go down pretty quick. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you, you can. A, uh, Oh, you can ahead. recruit other members too, so you can get in there with a squad, uh, which is yeah. fun too. Take animals then, if you want. I mean, it is a deck builder. Like, and I, I know there are people out there that really don't like deck building games, and this is not going to change your mind in that regard. But like, <laughs> no. <laughs> if you like Slay the Spire and stuff like that, I feel like this is a this is a really interesting way of merging more kind of an emergent narrative framework into that kind yeah. of action. Where Slay the Spire, like games like that, are very run based and very mechanical. You know. And this feels much more like, oh, there are characters here. There is an evolving story based on the stuff I'm doing. There's actual, there's actually like fiction and, and, and events to sink your teeth into. It, it is very, yeah, the narrative is, is cool. I'm finding it very engaging. There's a steep difficulty curve, I think. Uh, but I think, but I also believe once you get past that, uh, uh, you, you, once you, once you kind of understand the main concepts and how to use their, explanation text that's a big thing like yes, learning mouse over to, everything yes just put your mouse cursor over everything in that game if you want to understand how to play it and dig into the cards like go look into yeah. the cards and, and you'll get it uh it's really cool it's ma- it is managing a lot of those buffs and debuffs is, is mm. a large part of that game Basically. i did um, I, I started playing as rook for a little bit which was the next character i unlocked you get perks that are shared between characters which is a nice touch huh. like the perk points i don't know if is you is it a totally different story for that second yes. character? Okay, yes. it's not your it's yeah. not your hunting down your the crime boss enemy or whatever. No, no, you're ex okay. you're like ex admiralty and like you're you're coming into port there. Uh, I think okay. it might be a different area as well. Uh, oh uh, wow, okay, that's cool. So uh, the perk stuff is interesting. I uh, I don't I mm, the roguelike part. Like I don't want to do. I don't want to lose my character. Like I don't want, I don't want to go through a run and get that far. I mean, I'm hours in on, on, on one of these runs. Like I, I guess the perk stuff kind of mitigates some of that because you start runs with some bonuses and, and that's helpful. There's the metal. Have you, have you guys gotten metal as the currency where, yes. um, okay. Yeah. You that, other, it, other that's currency. like your character stat, right? Like it increases <laughs> yeah. who you are. I know that sounds weird because you're constantly increasing who you are in di- various deck. ways. Yeah. This one is like health or mm. your constitution, your <laughs> the major pieces that you need are upgraded with metal. Yeah. yeah, I haven't died yet. I think I would be very frustrated if I lost my run. I yeah. was sweating it out a couple times. I was very close to death and, and squeaked through, which is why I think I'm I'm enjoying this game so much. I don't know how I would feel if I I like my character. I like what I've done. And I think if I died, I'd be pretty bummed to lose that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the metal stuff, I, but I think some of that stuff, like the metal, I think survives on your next run. So I think that helps too. So some of those roguelike permanent upgrades that'll be like, okay, listen, you you might have eaten it on this one, but you'll have a little easier of a start here next time. Mm. It's cool. 
Uh, for those who are, are, are kind of missed it, we're talking about Grifflands. <laughs> you know, it's important to kind of after half hour say the name of the game again. We're talking about Grifflands, it it came out. Um, when did it come? Out? It was in early access a couple, couple weeks ago, or like two like, years though on on Epic. It started yeah. in 2019 on Epic Game Store, then it was on Steam uh, last year, and uh, yeah, came out earlier this month uh, in June. Twenty bucks, uh, and it is now on kind of everything. I think yeah, I didn't know it was on consoles. I guess it is it really on Switch? Shit, man. I might have I'm pretty sure it Switch launched version. uh on June first, it launched on the uh PlayStation, Xbox, and is it on Switch? Oh you're yes, right, yes, I think it, it is totally is oh man, I might have to go. Switch was Switch was definitely my Slate Aspire platform of choice. That's this also seems like a very good Switch game. So I, I've played it with uh controller and I've played it with mouse and keyboard. I think I think I prefer the mouse and keyboard because the mousing over is a lot faster. The way they yeah. do it on the controller that I've seen is you you kind of can tap the right bumper and it'll go down a list of all that stuff. Or you can hold the like left trigger and get a free cursor that you can kind of move over things. But uh, having the mouse is a little easier, I think, for me personally. I like it. I'm enjoying yeah, it. I I, cool. I was shaky at the start, and I think I've come around on it. And I, I think this one, this one, I will continue playing in my spare time to at least make it through one of these runs and keep going. Um, all right. Should we take a, a quick break here? Yeah. Stretch our legs. Yeah. yeah. We take a quick, a quick little Hydrate. break. Yeah. Yes. Everybody keep hydrated. We'll be back in just a moment. Thanks everyone. This week's show is brought to you by rocket money. Brad Shoemaker, Alex Navarro. I bet you guys have subscriptions. I had a lot of subscriptions. I had too many subscriptions, and at a certain point, I had to drill down. I had to. I had to focus. I had to make sure that I did not have so many subscriptions anymore. You had to take time out of your day, my busy schedule, your time, which is worth more than anything. To find those subscriptions and cancel. Brad Shoemaker, do you live a subscription lifestyle? I am just a walking monthly bill at this point. <laughs> it's the world we live in. If you need help, boy, guys, I got some uh, I got some news for you. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. It says here that most people think they're spending $80 on their subscriptions, but in reality, the number is closer to 200 My God. What are we even doing? With Rocket Money, you can easily cancel the ones you don't want with just the press of a button. Rocket Money also lets you monitor all your expenses in one place, recommends custom budgets based on your past spending, and they'll even send you notifications when you've reached your spending limits. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash nextlander. That's rocketmoney.com slash nextlander. Rocketmoney.com slash nextlander. Thanks, Rocket Money. This week's show is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Alex Navarro, Brad Shoemaker. You're not going to walk out of the house naked, right? Not if I can help it. You're going to put your VPN on first. Yeah, of course. Of course. One leg at a time, like I always do. <laughs> ExpressVPN is the easiest way to browse safely, securely, and just better. 
I just used ExpressVPN. I was away on a trip. I've had ExpressVPN for a couple of years here. When I got on that hotel Wi-Fi, I slipped right into ExpressVPN. One click, very easy. Get in there, and then I was able to access the internet, let's say. Yeah. What are you doing on that vacation there? I was. I had to access my GitHub account, uh -huh. and I was doing yes. some coding, and then... I'm sure. I, I used my Express VPN and then VPNed into my home computer. Likely story. Uh huh. And then uh, I watched, uh, you know, I watched uh, some videos, uh, you know, and it's That's fast enough. That's what they all it's, say. It's got great speeds. It was connected very easily. I was even able to stream in HD, problemless, on the hotel Wi-Fi. And they didn't know. <laughs> they didn't know a damn thing. Says here you can connect to ExpressVPN and you won't even realize you have it on, which I can vouch for. It's pretty seamless. So right now, go to expressvpn.com slash nextlander, and you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com slash nextlander to get three extra months of ExpressVPN. Expressvpn.com slash nextlander. Thanks, ExpressVPN. All right, and we are back, and uh, we do have a we do have another bit of game business. Game business is what I'm going to call it, okay. uh, because uh, I I like I like uh, small businesses, and I'm a big fan of them. I like I like bed and breakfasts. I like um, I I like bears. <laughs> I'm like what a segue! The master is back, Mary. You played some uh, uh, bear and breakfast. I did. I did. Did yeah. you like my sales pitch for it? It's a bed and breakfast, but you're a bear. It's very good. Yes. It's very it is. straightforward I, when you put it like that. Uh, <laughs> I played I played some of the demo too. Uh, how far did you get? Um, I've built several houses and we're open for business. Whoa. Whoa. I played the... Uh, so I was playing the demo on Steam and, mm -hmm. uh, um, and uh, I don't think it's out yet, right? The full game no. is not released yet. No, it's a demo still. Yeah. Yeah, still demo. Um, it's cute. I built a couple <laughs> of rooms. Um, it it gave me initially gave me kind of Stardew vibes in the in the. Kind it was of, literally going to be my first question. Looking at it was just like, is this how Stardew is this? Yeah, kind of gave me Stardew vibes, and then uh, was kind of giving me a little Dragon Quest builder vibes once I started getting into the room building and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, Mary, you want to set up what the <laughs> what this uh, the grand narrative is as you open the game. Yeah, you're a bear uh, lost on a walk and you stumble across this house with this old lady and she's like, there's a house. It's totally a mess. Go clean it up. And I don't know why, but you feel motivated to do it and you start cleaning up this house and then she starts guiding you to put furniture in it. She's really taking advantage of you. Corporate yes. grandma America has somehow convince you to do it there's trash everywhere as you collect these things you actually do get items in your inventory if you see like a big pile of wood or whatever you can uh get some oak and keep it in your bear pockets it's a very interesting very stardew-esque cozy game where you are collecting items cleaning up the environment and slowly putting together a bed and breakfast that you will open to the public with this grandma. It's uh, it's a cozy game. It's pretty light touch. Um, it's a it was kind of calming to collect trash and rubbish from the grounds and yes. uh, make that All space day. look nice. I did it. I did a lot of it. Uh, there's cute characters. There's a raccoon. 
by a dumpster. I know this is shockingly different character that they normally put a raccoon in, but he is <laughs> there in the dumpster and he gives you items that he's found in the dump. And so you can actually take them out and furnish the home with them. And yes. you can also build with the stuff that you find. You can find wood and you can find uh, food. So you know there's going to be cooking in this thing, right? Because there's a, yes. you can find carrots and onions and the, like, you know, uh, foraging in the forest and i think what's what i got to was i was building beds and shelving units and i built uh like an oven and i don't know how i did all this stuff and i put them in the house and i think it's just it just seems like a kind of a cute aesthetic game where you're making a cute place and the people will come in and judge you three to five stars if you did a good (laughs) job or if they hated it because you put the toilet in the bedroom uh, the the raccoon's name that sells you stuff uh, is Took, uh, which I Took. assume is a Tom Nook uh, reference, but I, I cannot be sure. I cannot be. I cannot. Who can say? Um, there's also in the in the kind of lead up of this story, um, you you do kind of stumble across this grandma who puts you to work, kind of uh, as a in the nicest grandma way of like, oh, this would be great if we can get this whole thing up and running, and then she kind of goes into what happened. And it's oddly in this kind of cutscene where it's just like, this used to be the pearl, the the, the gem yeah, of this oh, thing. Yeah. And, the, and then the dictatorship came and crushed yeah. everything. <laughs> and uh, uh, and there's like this picture of this like moose. And then there's a picture of like this upside down moose with like red streaks coming <laughs> down. And it's just like, after the collapse, like the nobody came anymore. And you know, the we were all, the money was all gone. It was just like, Wait, what? I'm, what happened? Is, <laughs> I can't. And uh, then you're just, I'll just I'll just pick up some more trash, Grandma. This is um, I'm not really sure where we're at with this. That was the least That's, cozy part of it. They showed her crying <laughs> and stuff, and then they showed her aging into the grandma she yes. is now, like <laughs> yeah. Gollum. You know, like they really wrecked that character. I think yeah. we're we're at in 2021 as everybody's cleaning up messes in video games to escape the threat <laughs> of creeping authoritarianism. I guess so, and, and yeah. I, I, it was really weird, and then I guess we'll, we'll rebuild. I'm not sure what point on the timeline we're at now, what happened after the collapse, but let's rebuild this place. I built a room. I built a bathroom. I built the mess hall thing. Yeah. Um, the building's kind of fun. I, And then I had a visitor come, and that's kind of where I was like, okay, I think I get it. All right, and then uh, I took a break. Bear and breakfast the, the demo i don't know if the demo goes past the steam um is it steam fest is that what the, the uh, steam it? next fest that's over by now so is it okay Pro- yeah. probably if I, i'm guessing if well actually that demo let me check that demo i uh, i was checking it out uh, i feel like i was getting right under the wire there on it oh but that, that demo is is still available actually it is okay it's fun uh, i i recommend it, it as well fun. thanks mary for cluing me in there <laughs> yes. yeah. i like a good cozy game every once in a while you know, I don't want to go too far down the road of art imitating life, but the number of games out there lately that are about washing things or unpacking <laughs> things or organizing yeah. things or rebuilding things, or in the case of that Terra Nil game, like mm. literally destroying civilization and returning the land to nature. <laughs> like all of this stuff is very reflective of the particular era in which that's what art is hey that's what art is if you you look at these games you look at games and they're a reflection of where we are as a society like you look at mario brothers and you can tell so much about where society was at that's right at the time 
Uh, a lot of pipes. Killer, killer, yeah, a lot of killer mushrooms roaming the land in the 80s. It was it was a real... It was there real was. <laughs> People were taking a lot of drugs. <laughs> That's right. It's very reflective of that. Yeah. True. Yeah. Gonna quote unquote go down this pipe to get my mm. coins, you know? <laughs> you, you do the math here. I don't have to put this together for you, for everybody. Uh, uh, the last thing here um, that uh, I kind of quickly want to talk about is Ratchet. Uh, we, we spent a lot of time on that last week. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Uh, I finished it. Uh, interesting thing about that, after you finish it, you actually get some new weapons and some new weapon tiers, which I thought was interesting on a new game plus, which I thought was uh, mostly interesting because I, I just figured you'd go start again new game plus with the full arsenal you have but there are some uh new weapons and some more like reasons actual, to go back in and play actual yeah. new weapons like full mm-hmm. weapons that were not in huh that's yeah i didn't get the trophy for getting all the weapons by the time i finished i was like what is going on so i jumped into the new game plus and like they were free they were they were zero bolts to get and i i got i got some of them and then i got the trophy uh i liked it i think it i was going into it expecting very much a ratchet and clank game i think a that's what i got i i um you know I get the criticisms that might be like, this is very much a Ratchet and Clank or PS2 Ooh. era game, but it, yeah. it that's what I liked about it, and uh, I, I enjoyed it most of the way through. My biggest complaint is no Groovatron uh, weapon in that game, and uh, that- That was such a beloved gun. <sighs> I guess I'm surprised. I thought I thought I'd see it by the end. I really did, but uh, I, I never did. Maybe maybe it's still in there. I don't know. I, I have is that, not. Is that, is that a make them dance gun? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe maybe Plants vs. Zombies came along and ate their lunch on that one. No, never. No. Let's get the Groovatron. Put the Groovatron in Smash Cowards. Uh, does it, anything? Does it, anything? Does it feel like yeah. it feel like it pays off? Like I I'm I'm gonna finish it, but I've slowed down on it a little bit. Like I mm-hmm. think it is it is pretty straightforward, like we've discussed. But like does it does it build anything? You know, like it is like a graphics showpiece. It doesn't build else. to like a Groovatron. Is, <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you that much. Like it, it is at least a good early example of like, oh, here's a PS5 game. Here is what PS5 can do after a couple of years of development. Like, does, so, it, does it pay off in a flashy way? Yeah, it's got some good set piece stuff. Um, okay. There's there's a part where you're underwater where I think if you if you have uh, if you don't mind sacrificing a little frame rate, it might be worth turning into uh, visual mode or whatever the like fidelity Ooh. mode because there is some. There are some good shiny objects. There's some good lighting happening in the underwater part. The other thing is, if you have gone, if you have gone through and collected the golden bolts, uh, uh, I think Patrick Klepek said this at some point on a stream we did. You get an item eventually, which helps you find every item in the game uh, on the maps. And then, if you're collecting the golden bolt, eventually the game becomes trivial. The, the, some of those things go beyond cosmetic into gameplay, uh, kind of uh, cheat mode stuff. And the game becomes kind of trivial. Uh, and I turned those on because I was, at that point, wanted to get through to the story and stuff like that. And it's just more fun. I was just having a blast uh, having not having to worry about, uh, let's just say, ammo, for instance. The <laughs> so, game wants like, you to have, like, yes, if there's one thing you can say about that game, it wants you to have fun. Like, it does not give a shit about, like, being hard or gatekeeping anything. It's just like, ah, here's everything on the map. Just go get it. We know you yeah, want it. We're not going right, to hold the- you back. If you're there to power up your weapons and you have to worry about limited ammo, that can be tough. But if you're just like, forget it, just dump. Uh, so I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, and I enjoyed yeah, like, where the story went. The number of people I see on Twitter posting the Platinum Trophy in that game, like it by far the most I have ever seen for a single game of just like, some, some of them even like, oh, it's my first Platinum Trophy ever, but I got it. Oh, wow. Because like that game really, you know, again, that game really enables you to just do everything in it. 
I should look up and see what the the. I wonder if I'm close to it. I uh, I did collect a lot of things. Uh, so that is Ratchet. So let's see what do we talk about. So if you're if you're uh, catching up with us on your scorecard at home, that was Dark Alliance. Uh, the 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 D and D Dark Alliance. We had uh, Griftlands, Baron Breakfast, and Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Do we need to establish a Siskel and Ebert like rating system here? Man. We go, let's go down the scorecard. We play did. It. The Fonz system. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Oh, so like a so like a <laughs> thumbs up, thumbs down. You're saying something here's like what that? Here's a very easy. I, I've I think this is where things are netting out. Dark Alliance. Don't think I'm going to go into unless something else changes. Uh, eh. uh gri, gri, Yeah. Eh. Grifflands. I think I want to see that out. At least that uh, run with Sal, Sal out. Sal 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 out. Um. And, and get through get through that. So yeah, yeah. Uh, Baron Breakfast. The demo is gonna. You only get one house in the demo. So like, yeah. Well, yeah. I'll, I'll see where that goes. Got to know what happened to Grandma. <laughs> uh, and Ratchet, Ratchet and Clank. I finished. So um, there, then there it is. There yeah. it is. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Uh, hey. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Hey. <laughs> what a system. There's yeah. no room for nuance Very, here. Yes. It is Very what it is. Specific. Uh, what does yeah. that mean? Yeah, what's that score? Oh, uh, I know exactly what that means. Um, <laughs> uh, not not a ton of news this week, and uh, there's only some brief ones, so we'll get through this pretty quickly. The ones, uh, listen, if you're new to the Next Lander podcast, we have decided that we're not just going to run down every piece of news that happened. We're just going to pick the stuff that is interesting to us. Uh, so we don't have to uh, incorrectly talk about news we're not interested in. I think that, that makes me feel, yeah, thank you. It makes me feel better about a lot of stuff. But the one I saw that was interesting to me pop Fortnite. Up, uh, oh, I guess you Still should big. Fortnite, guys. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to believe who made it in this time. I hope you like Wolverine. Oh, no, uh, <laughs> uh, I, uh, I hope you like Aliens and Predators. Uh, uh, the alien <laughs> aliens fire team. <laughs> We're not chasing dollars, but Fortnite, folks. I hope you got uh, aliens fire team has been changed to aliens fire team elite. The uh, the upcoming uh, cooperative PVE game. PVE Why a lot of they... PVE. Yes, it is a big year for player versus environment in a cooperative fashion. Uh, why would they add the word elite to the name aliens fire team? I'm not quite. I... Clear I can think of a couple of reasons. What the objective was there? Uh, one, Aliens Fire Team is probably already a thing. Uh, mm. Two, Fire Team is probably already a thing. Possibly. Uh, uh, ah, AFE, so. maybe they want they wanted that AFE. So they <laughs> saying they were trying to <laughs> that hot acronym. A, trying, yeah, to, trying to create a legally distinctive name, perhaps. Uh, possibly, maybe they needed to get that URL, Aliens Fire Team Elite, and now they now they have it. Um, uh, that got a release date, which is uh, August twenty fourth. It is a forty dollar game. Uh, uh, I don't know if that had been out there before, but that was kind of news to me. There is like a seventy dollar deluxe version, but a uh, uh, forty dollar base game. They're saying free major updates, so the seventy dollar version gets you these kind of skins and a whole bunch of whole bunch of crap. Uh, if you pre order it, here's the big news: if you pre order it gonna get yourself a chest burster remote and a bandana i saw that on this list and i'm not quite yes. clear are you 
Are you just pantomiming a chest yes. bursting incident? Okay, it's I not think, actually happening, I, right? I think when I read the text, it said a funny or like mocking chest burst yeah. remote, which yes. uh, I can't wait. I will show. Give me that. I need that. And also, you need the bandana. When I think wacky emotes, I definitely think the kind of grisly psychosexual ah. emergence of a fucking xenomorph bursting through your chest. I Funny. also like the word psychosexual. Uh, uh, and it's so, like that marketing team had like five extra bucks and they were like, what else do we do? We have this dope alien <laughs> bursting out and they were like, but we only have a little bit of money left. We don't want it to be the only thing in the package. And they were like, bandana. Bandana. Ah, man, yes. I don't... Mm. I've been on a I've been on What's a huge wrong, alien Come kick. On. I've yes. been on a huge alien kick lately, but like a Ridley Scott alien kick. Not so much a James Cameron aliens kick, if you get the <laughs> distinction. Does that make sense? Sure. The video games are very much the James Cameron. Like the space bugs, like just giant hive of space ants kind of thing. Yes. You like an alien. I get it. Yeah. I, I, like, I, a, I like Isolation was like good. The... Yes. Yeah, so isolation is a lot more of the, the alien kind yeah. of model. You like the thriller, but, not the action game. Yeah. The, the, the slasher, but also the like truly, I mean, I don't know a better word to use, like truly alien, you know, like I, the, the, the hive of space bugs is like, has a pretty clear kind of earth analog that I feel like makes aliens a little bit less interesting but one alien is terrifying right multiple aliens exactly. is just a it's a it's exactly a gunfire yeah i get they're, you. they're I just get they're you. just they're just fucking pulse rifle motion oh, tracker pulse rifle and then cannon fall the sound just give me those give me i those get sounds. it i get it i get it i don't know uh, alien isolation bandana cool. okay fine yeah. well if i can if i can act I'll- like i'm getting chest bursted <laughs> on command by hitting up on the d-pad then maybe i'm in I wanna, I wanna put the bandana on and then sit in a tunnel and pull the pins out of my grenade, and and, and save me. the team. Yeah, leave, leave me. me. Yeah, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna be Vasquez, and I wanna. That's why I will pre-order the game so I can have my bandana, and uh, and have my buddy, my teammate that I've known for all of twenty minutes, Aww. who's probably cursing me out on the mic, yeah. be like, you know, the fist bump, and then get out of there, and be like, you did the right thing. He's uh, in the then helicopter. I'll then I'll respawn. Yeah, I'll he's be, crying. He's thinking about you, and as he looks yeah. out the window just to see if you're alive, he yeah. sees a bandana floating in the wind. Yes, and then from behind, you see the alien head kind of come up from behind him, and then pops him <laughs> the, through the back of the head. The end? Question yeah. mark? Question mark? <laughs> right. And then they do, and then um, and then the third person's on the ground waiting for the chopper to come, uh, and then. It comes back and it's, you see the chopper crash. No, it's aliens it's, driving it. He's <laughs> <laughs> yes, having right. a good time. It's like doing the chest burster, an alien doing the chest burster remote. That's be like, that is funny. That is very funny. That's how we reproduce. It's funny. That's funny to me. Um, have, you ever, so, have you ever read what the what the original ending of Alien was going to be as written before they completely changed it? No. Like you know how you know how she Scorny Weaver escapes onto the shuttle. Yeah. And the big ship blows up, and she thinks she's mm-hmm. out, and then it turns out the alien has snuck onto the escape pod with her. So mm-hmm. good. The original ending, which I don't even know, I don't know if they filmed this. I don't think they did. But the original ending was going to be a shot of her severed head. Oh. And then you hear her voice communicating with, like, Earth or home base or whatever over the radio. <laughs> and the implication, the implication was going to be that the alien beheaded her and then was speaking in her voice to, <laughs> to Earth. Which How, I feel like, you know, like... Like yeah, like, Does like somehow I don't. Uh, probably yes. Jonesy is invincible. Everybody knows this. 
nothing could ever happen to Jonesy. That's an interesting Pre-order bonus. Play as Jonesy. Just, I just, I just, I, just like, I try to, I try to wrap my head around the world where the alien was able to like impersonate people's voices yeah. and, what that, and what that would look like. And I just feel like we would have a very different alien franchise if they had gone with that ending. That'd be like a little, like a little of the thing variety, yeah. maybe. Uh, yeah, there's well, other things that did that, right? That mimic your voice oh, to trick yeah. you. So I've seen that before, but I don't associate it with aliens. That's confusing. Definitely yeah. not. Yes. Um, uh, so, yeah, so that's coming out uh, August 24th. I'm looking forward to it. I hope it's good. Not a great track rec- record on alien games, but mm. we'll see. That, that Super Nintendo one was pretty good. Uh, the other interesting bit of news here that I pulled, I don't know if you saw this, but, uh, it came out that, uh, uh, Tekken versus street fighter. Those who are still waiting 10 years later that are still waiting for Tekken versus street fighter. Mm, I got bad news. It's been confirmed that that project is dead yes, officially. It is, it is the most Harada thing for him to just blurt that out on a live stream. It's like, Oh yeah, it's dead. It's, it's yeah. So, it, so the Tekken producer, uh, is it? Katsuhiro? Yes. Kats- okay. Uh, Harada uh, said it, it. It died early in development. It was only 30% done. It is it is off the table. It was very proud of it. Uh, nice, nice, it. Nice of you to let us know like eight years later. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if anybody actually thought that was still happening at this point. I don't know. That's it's probably why they announced assumed. it. So we, we got Street Fighter, uh, Street Fighter Cross Tekken. Yes. We never got Tekken cross Street Fighter. Right. Like, that's the uh, thing yeah. is it had just become a running joke of like, eh, I guess they're still working on that. Probably. Like, who knows? But who knows? Yeah. It sounds like yeah. some of the licensing, maybe. Uh, it didn't really, there weren't that many details, but who who knows for sure. Well, um, at least we can rest easy knowing that it is officially whew. dead. That's right. It'll never come back. It'll never, nobody will ever talk about that again. Uh, now they'll just put all the Tekken characters in Smash. Right. And then once you, then you can have Ryu versus uh hayachi in in smash and it's yes. basically the same thing as as it's we saw at e3 smash is basically just becoming an engine for every fighting game ever to merge so it's fine yes. um what is what is that oh it's the mugen of it is now it's just fully become that like bootsy uh um salty bet of of <laughs> of fighting games yes it's smash. a catch-all uh, put them in smash yes. people smash. are smash. Now, now accepting user submitted <laughs> Uh, and that's basically the the news I had. Brad, do you have anything you want to talk about? I don't. I mean, I wrote down the Kojima Blue Box stuff here, but I don't think I really want to even get into it. Did you guys keep up with this at all? Uh, it seemed a little more like drama than news to me. So yeah, I kinda, well, it's like kind of conspiratorial. Yeah. Also, the really weird thing to me is that this started like months ago, and I don't know why it just came back up. But like, the very short version is that there's some small indie developer in the Netherlands, or not. That is making some horror game that they put out a teaser for that is just some footage of a spooky woods with some mist. And somehow a bunch of people got it in their heads that it was actually a teaser for Hideo Kojima's new Silent Hill game, which may or may not actually be happening. Um, I don't know. Like, I have not kept up with this stuff that much because it just feels really weird and exploitative for this small developer to be in the crosshairs of, like, this huge internet conspiracy and, like, all these people from all over the place are fanning the Mm. flames. And nobody seems to quite know what's going on. Other than it seems like it may put this small developer in a very bad spot if it turns out that there is nothing there. Maybe, but maybe he can ride these coattails to success town by being like, maybe. no, but I did make Flappy Bird 2. 
And everyone will be like, whoa, this guy, like whoa. this guy's getting more press. I'm not saying it's good yet. We will wait and see. But he in the press. He just, so the, the head developer of this little studio put out a video of himself on Twitter a couple of nights ago, I think. So you at least can see who he is. That he's, he's like, a hey, human? I'm a real person. Like he literally <laughs> tweeted like, hey, I'm not an actor. Like I'm a real human being. I'm not an actor. Like I'm here I am making this game. It's just like, I just feel like this is going to end badly for somebody at some point. Yeah, I have that feeling too, like that sinking feeling that like, oh man. It, but what if it also becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy now of like Kojima then goes to them to be like, let's make this, let's turn this into this thing. And then, then the internet is like, see, see, huh? Oh yeah. He went to him after. And then it's right. just like, then, mm, I don't oh, that's know. So, that's so next level Kojima. He's just going to subvert the subversion. Oh, that's right. That's right. He, even he doesn't get it. He's just yeah. sitting there plotting his next move. Yeah, he's just like, oh, they thought it was one thing, but then it actually turned out to be the another thing, but then it actually turned out to be the first thing again. <laughs> <laughs> he's always one step ahead. Now that's psychosexual. Uh the um the thing about it though is like like yes, don't like people need to not harass other people if they are yeah. you know, if they, and get mad because their expectations weren't met. That is the the worry, right? Like to be clear, to be clear, I don't know of anybody actually doing that yet, so yeah. like, I can't say that. No, that but it, doing that's it, the worry, but, but it right? Is that's absolutely, the, like, it is absolutely a possibility. Be good uh, people, and oh, be good people. Don't yell at people because it's a mean enough online world. We don't need to pull in there and say I wanted the thing. We don't even know what the thing is yet. We don't know if it's yeah, good right. yet. Uh, Kojima is a, a mad person who knows what they're going to concoct and we I just like let it play out keep your expectations rock bottom and then and then <laughs> see what Mary. falls out thank you keep keep yeah. those low please um, and I think that's pretty much it for uh, the news we pulled uh, of interest there's a bunch of other news going on but um, you can stay you can catch my other uh, Fortnite podcast uh, and other places. Uh, Spin off coming soon. That stuff. I can't um, believe Notch other, is in Fortnite. Oh, oh stop boy. It. Stop it. Is he? <laughs> no. He was trending yesterday. I just tried my best to move on with my life. Um, yeah. There was, uh, there was a bunch of other stuff I saw, but nothing... Uh, nothing that was jumping out at me. Do I am... Am I... Am I... Am I Mary, I know you said keep your expectations rock bottom. Yep. Is it bad for me to be hopeful about that Aliens game? You could just call me a fool if I. I think if you're excited about a game, you should allow yourself to feel that way. I think getting excited about inklings of games is good. Um, I just don't think that if it doesn't meet those expectations, that you should at the dev on Twitter, which you have never done. No, but that is I, where I, I, that is where I we set petitions. the expectations. We we draw the line. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we do the petitions. Yes, yes. we're professionals around here. We <laughs> yeah, write petitions. Please. Thank you. And you vote yeah, with your please. wallet, right? Like I don't. I just like typically don't buy games where I'm like, that didn't really do anything <laughs> for me. Um, and if I already bought it, then you know, tough luck, kid. The tough luck kid. That's our new scale. That's the <laughs> right in the middle. There is, I don't know. Tough. Did you buy it? Tough luck kid. <laughs> that's, that's a, it's a bit of business. I've Here's bought so many eye. bad games in my day. I've just like chalk it up to another. I was just saying the other day, I buy uh Nintendo switch games on impulse. If I see it and it's got a cat, I probably will buy it. 
And if it's like $12.99, which is that ultimate amount of money where I'm like, you know, it's not that much. It's not even $15. I will just buy the dang game. And if I get a couple hours out of it and it turns out it wasn't that great, well, that's just another Switch game for you. But, you know, I've just decided, you know, you you toss them into the piles and, you know, sometimes they're good, sometimes they're not. Like, And then someday you might be stuck on an airplane with a bunch of assholes eating peanuts and refusing to wear their masks. And then you'll be very thankful that you bought that Switch game. I am so grateful that I had my Switch on that flight on the whole time. Grindstone is actually what I play on my Switch. Oh, okay. Did you have an outlet? Were you able to get to the outlet on the plane? uh, Yeah, but it didn't have enough power to charge my Switch. Oh. Those outlets are so weak. You know, you need two outlets. Purpose. (laughs) I I I hate plug it in in twice. There's nothing more anxiety provoking to me than that gray area where it doesn't charge, but it it burns slower. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like sure. It's like okay, this thing is it's not enough to raise the battery number, but the battery number is going down slower than it would, and I have to just eyeball how slow it's going. It's you're just slowly watching your death, and this was right. a four, <laughs> two four-hour flights, right? So it's yeah, like the first rough. like four-hour, I'm watching it go down, and as soon as I land in Dallas, I'm like, i got to find a charger, and it's more important <laughs> to me than getting a meal, and so I'm hurrying up and finding a charger so I can reboot my switch as much as possible, and it's only at halfway for the second flight. No, I'm really in danger. Now that's scary. So you just turn the screen all the way down to the dimmest setting. You got like a hoodie over <laughs> here. You're just playing. Like, like, like make sure that nothing's vibrating. Be like, I got to save every ounce of battery. I, I, um, I, I really, I, I don't like when they only have like one or two chargers for the three seat or, or plugs for the three. Seat. Like, what do you want? What do you expect is going to happen here? Like what's going to happen here is I'm going to sit down and I'm going to go stake my claim on this, uh, on this under the seat thing. And also who, what madman decided to put them under the seat? Like I, I think newer planes maybe have them behind the, the pull down tray, but some are under the seat where you can't see the thing. And I'm not a flexible person. I like, I can't get my head down there to go look at how to plug this thing in. So as I'm, ugh. Please. I can barely do it. I I, uh, I am I don't think I'm uh short by any means. I'm I'm five foot six, but like I am a smaller person for airplane square footage. I fit into that seat mm-hmm. just fine. And I am awkwardly bending over into the next person's crotch so that I can get this <laughs> thing in. It looks so stupid. There's only yeah. two there's only two Why? outlets for three Why? seats. Why so I have to tell them. I have to like hurry up and take it and look them in the eyes while I'm doing it because I'm down yeah. there. The whole thing is horrible. They know it too. Everybody's enjoying this. They know what they've done to us. They're just laughing. There's like the, the, the people who are like, <laughs> I I told you, Bill, this would be a good one. Oh, man. And putting, the, and putting those cameras in there to watch every time they do it, that was a stroke of genius. Watch this. I'm going to turn off all the AC on the entire flight. Watch them. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Pick a number. Pick a number. Hey, Jen, pick a number. Uh, six, uh, 32. All right. 32E, your TV is now off. <laughs> like, oh, look, he's looking at the guy's goes. TV next to him. <laughs> that's good. That's what good. a loser! Look, over there. What a loser! <laughs> it's <laughs> man travel. All right, we're gonna wrap up here. Um, thank you so much, Mary, for joining us on, yes, on this thank podcast. You. Thank you for having me. I'm just super, super honored to be the first guest. The on your very guest. first guest on your amazing you so podcast. Much. I'm so excited, right. and I uh, can't wait to just watch you guys grow and continue to 
be so amazing and see you guys at future. I can't, yeah, you know, be at the PAX, at that next PAX that you guys are definitely going to, of course. Be there. Mm, yeah, we'll be there. <laughs> On the fawn scale, that's it. <laughs> but we'll see each other. Yes, 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 for sure, for sure, for sure. And where where can uh, where can people catch your stuff? Well, I am on Twitch, so I stream on Twitch several nights a week. You can catch me at Mary Kish, M E R R Y K I S H. It's my name. I stream a lot of indie games. I'm currently streaming. Um, well, Mass Effect, the ultimate. <laughs> it's not an indie <laughs> game at all, but I'm that's what I'm streaming. And I stream a lot of horror games. So Dead by Daylight, all the Resident Evils and Silent Hills are on there. So it's very fun. I'm actually probably going to be playing through, I'm playing through Village right now. So please no spoilies because I haven't finished it yet. And I'm so excited. And, uh, and oh, and Fire Escape. <laughs> just <yes>. my, <laughs> sorry. Uh, and Fire Escape, my uh, friendly podcast with uh, Dan Reichert and Mike Mahardy, whom I love. They're awesome dudes. And we've been talking about doing it for years. And we started doing Fire Escape. So we do that every other week. We release that. But they're like four hours long. So enjoy one hour one week and, you know, save it for a rainy day. <laughs> yeah. Stuff it into your podcast cheeks like a squirrel. Mm, I love that Ooh, podcast uh, cheese. Save it. Save save some for winter. <laughs> uh, and people can follow you on Twitter for all yeah. the updates. Most of it is all under the same name, so you guys can find me there. Um, I talk about games a lot, but I also work at Twitch. That's the third component. So I actually work at mm-hmm. Twitch. Um, please don't yell at me. I don't make a lot of decisions, but I do work on um, a lot of fun event stuff, marketing events. So I make um, events for the community to enjoy. Uh, typically, I invented a, an ethereal being called the Fairy Mod Mother, and I fly around to channels and give them massive bits and sub bombs as, wow, a, wow. as a being. It's super that fun. Like, that sounds like a lot of power. It is. It is a lot of power. It's a lot of money. I basically just drop um, like 100 subs gift subs in chat when i stop by which is fun what but it's not me it's the fairy mod mother it's not me yes okay yes don't 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 spoil the illusion and what what, what will i tell my children yeah i've seen her and mary in the same place at the same time it's (laughs) i did it once and someone was like do you want my teeth and i was like that's a different Ah, fairy that's the other fairy talk to me offline all right (laughs) (laughs) well thank you so much for coming by uh now is the part where we thank everybody else who has come and supported us Thank you so much. If you want to support us, you can go to uh, patreon.com slash nextlander where you can help uh, support us. If you um, uh, want to donate or join a tier, uh, you can do that there. A bunch of different tiers, a bunch of different options there. If you support us just by watching our stuff, you can go catch us when we're streaming on Twitch or thanks for listening to this podcast. All of that is support and we really do appreciate it. Uh, And now... Is the time where we support or we support the supporters. We thank the supporters mm-hmm. who uh, have uh, um, uh, given us on Patreon at the Mysterious Benefactor tier, which in hindsight, where we read all your names in your Mysterious Benefactor tier, maybe is not that mysterious anymore. Yes. But uh, I still I still enjoy it. I still enjoy it. So thanks, everybody, for supporting at that tier. And I apologize if I mispronounce your name. Uh, it is not intentional and you can contact us if you want to leave us a note if, if we are and if you'd like uh, a better pronunciation and with that being said here goes Caravella here we go thank you very much Shiraz thank you very much 
Nelson LeBlanc, James Smith, Skywarp, G Chap, David Jones, J Liner, Ryan D, Corey James Thompson, CJ Ewing, Sean Miller, Stimpak, Jack Eineker, Sean Phillips, Mark Dell, Nicholas Horn Jorgensen, Malone Hart, Angie Valadares, Nick Donegan, Albert, Evan Cook, Mac Guffin, Yakta Yata, Cat, very easy one there, Mark Wilhelm, JM, Brandon Cobb, Adrian Padilla, Ben Murden, Jerry Lee, Brian Stanton, Derek Queneville, Gary Pejski, Matt, Conrad Kuzman, Chris Tyson, Joseph Reagan, Josh Scoggins, Ryan R, Zeus Laser, Quinto, John McInnes, The Bunny Fiend, Casey Shaughnessy, John B, Nick, Sarah, and Katie Darty, Peter Reardon, Thomas Lynn, Steve Olakovich, Jad Rita. Sorry, I'm loading the next page. Andrew Thornburg, Statics, 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 Robo Jesus, Mike Merritt, Andrew Jackson, Bacon Monk, Chris Barkhurst, Pixels and Polygons, Marcus G, Morgan Piper, Ninja Ducky, JC Harris, Andrew Cotton, G Cruz, Lucas Fellers, Anders Bouget, Anders Bouget, uh, Devin Maestro Hall, John McCowd, Brian Murphy, Trevor and Trevor and Adrian. That's what it is. Trevor and Adrian R. That one shouldn't have tripped me up. Joe Beezer. Those are just regular Blood names. Emblem. That's just a name. That's just a name I should know. Like Blood Emblem. Blood Emblem. Kevin Velado. Ryan. Oh, Alex always corrects me on this one. Randy Duax. I believe that's where we're at right now. Oh, okay. Please, please let us know if, if we, <laughs> if we need to make amends. Mark Allenbach, Aaron Gonzalez Burr, or Beer, I'll say Aaron Gonzalez Beer, Andrew Tiebkin, Cole Henderson, Cyano, Cyano, did write in with the pronunciation, Mm, mm, Cyano, Jean Francois Murray, It Me JP, Edward Cheek, Andrew Slosky, Matthew King, Steve Lynn, William Lummis, Richard Welsh, Matthew Horig, and Adam Billow. I'll go Adam Bilo. Yes. Rick Button, Anthony King, Nick Wajan, Tyler Treese. Woo! Ooh, Thank that you was to a long everyone. One. Thank you guys. Yes. I recognize yes. a few of those. I know it, yes. it, it me JP. Yes. Some mm-hmm. some some more mysterious than others, you could say. 
uh, yes, thank you everybody. And again, if you uh, want to write in with a uh, name correction, let us know. You can message us there uh, yeah. either directly on Discord or you can get at us on Patreon. Yeah. Thank you very much. And yeah, those thank, are thank you to all of our patrons. Aww. You make yes. all of this possible. Really do. And um if you uh if you want to hit us up again, it's on patreon.com slash nextlander. And I think that's gonna do it for for yeah. the show. Mary, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me and um yes. just excited for you guys. I'm stoked. I love that You're- how many names you had to read. That's so cool. That you guys are all supporting this awesome podcast. So thank you guys for listening to us. Yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you. We should play some games sometime. Yes. <gasps> Let's On play Vermintide. I hear people do that these days. I like Vermintide. You're playing some Vermintide too. Yeah, it's right? always fun. It's just rats. Never not fun. There are always more rats. There's always uh, more rats. <laughs> I've learned one thing in my years of video gaming. There are always more rats. And rat tails to collect. It's always something. Um, all right, that's going to do it. I'm going to end this podcast. Thanks, everybody, for listening. <laughs> I could sit here and thank everybody all day. Alex will be back next week. Thanks to the again to our best guest we've ever had, Mary Kish. That's right, uh, number yeah. one guest. Yeah, number, number one, one guest. guest. Title here. holder. Yeah. Uh, uh, go check her out and all the fun stuff she's been doing there. Thanks, everybody, again, for listening. We'll be back next week. See ya.